All right, can you hear us? You're the best Boom. around. All right, <laughs> What's up, YouTube? YouTube, here we are. There we yeah. are. We're on. I know people hey. said clickbait, but it's not. It's not clickbait. I know. I know. And oh, I, hey. even gave, I even gave a spoiler. Oh, thank you. I even gave a spoiler alert in the description when I wrote it, and it said, it can't stay where it is. It's true. It's true. It's true. Let's talk about All it. Right. This week in reefing. This, uh, week in this reefing. is what we're going to do. Is uh, We're taking down the 360. Uh, we're going to move it. So. I, I got so many lessons learned from the whole thing. Does Challenges of what it's going to look like to move this thing. But, it's, mm. but it all starts with it mm. cannot stay up. It's got to go. Why is that? Okay. So uh, I'm moving. Uh, I mean, it sounds insane. Some people Maybe called it. People were like, he must be moving. I bet he's moving. And, uh, you know what? This place is beautiful for yeah. me. Uh, it's, we live in this tiny little lake in the city. Uh, I can see downtown from it's the other area. Gorgeous little house. Uh, dude, I, I love it, but it is not kid-friendly at no. all. Like, it's yeah. very, like, you can't play anywhere. You can't play in the street. You can't know play what? anywhere. Every time I go over there to your house, uh, to the tank or whatever, I hardly see kids in that neighborhood. Dude, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So for the family, for the benefit of uh, my three children and my wife, <laughs> uh, I relent. And uh, in the spring, we will uh, be looking for a new house, a new tank. <laughs> <laughs> new tank, guys. Yes. Not the same one because there's plans for this 360. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, here's the thing is we're going to bring the tank to BRS. So that little mock-up that you guys saw in the thumbnail of that white PVC, that is basically the size of your 360 and uh, in that little office space uh, where it's going to go. Talk about nightmare. Uh, we, I mean, we walked up and down the office through all of the part, all of the different places and thought, where can this thing go? And that's where we landed. You know what, man? I just like, it's, it's, it's big, dude. This thing is 360 gallons. It's like two 180s back to back almost. And you know what? I just, we looked at a lot of places and then in my office, it's just like, you know what? This sounds and feels like where it belongs. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not just that you're moving too, right? I mean, there's some, we'll, mm -hmm. we're going to get into what worked and what didn't work and some challenges oh and stuff, God. but the, uh, your work life balance, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of them. Yeah. And coming home to only get so little time to work on the tank after being here all day. Nobody cares about my work life balance, but me. <laughs> uh, so it, here, here's the thing is, uh, you know what? I found that uh, I really only had like the ability to take care of this tank was 7 a.m. to about 11 a.m. every Saturday and Sunday morning while I tried to watch the kids and work on the tank at That's the same time. That's plenty of time. It is. No, uh, I mean, it's not. It was actually, but I was just like juggling these kids, you know, yeah. at the same time. You yeah. know, well, I, like I let my wife sleep in on the weekends, so she works so hard during the week. Uh, so, <laughs> so between 11 or 7 and like 11, I've taken care of these kids trying to also do this thing. Luckily, we have a switch down there, and so they play that <laughs> and stuff. But uh, yeah, I. I don't know. It was really, really actually pretty hard. And uh, some of you guys saw why that kind of went to an LPS tank because I thought mm -hmm. it was a better work-life balance. But the opposite happened. Now, <laughs> we're going to bring it here to BRS. Always. I work on tanks for a living. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so it could be whatever we want it to be now. <laughs> uh, like, We've got some ideas. Yeah. Like, so uh, they actually pay me to take care of <laughs> tanks. Uh, so, uh, you know what? 
I, I really thought about it. I really thought about it. Like, so we're going to move this thing here. Are mm. we going to move all of the LPS corals here and leave it in LPS uh, tank? And man, as much as I loved it for a sweet short time <laughs> that I had it. Nope, going back to sticks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was really fun, but sticks, I guess, I think are really a little bit closer to where my heart's at. Yeah. I mean, so we'll find out what that process looks like. Let's mm. let's find out what worked and what didn't work. Well, I'm gonna though. I'm gonna breeze through the challenges here real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. the challenges of moving the tank. Yeah, I just gotta breeze through them because yeah. it's kind of a snore. But uh, so what we're gonna do first is move all the coral here. So uh, Randy and I and Jen and whoever else will go to my house, pull all of the coral out into bags, a lot of coral, and we'll bring it here and distribute it throughout uh, yeah. here and uh, this little tank back here behind us has plenty of room nope. for. Corals, so yeah. yeah. So we'll distribute them there. Uh, the next thing we'll do is we'll empty it, pull the aquascape out. Uh, luckily, it's in two pieces, so it'll be really easy to do. Yeah. Bring it here, put it into a horse trough uh, with some flow and heat. Yeah, and that I mean, finding space for that too. We do have the ad hoc mm -hmm. facility type deal that we might be able to just run a couple your tubs office. in. We'll put the tubs in your office. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll find a place to put the aquascape. We'll bring all the fish here. I think some of the fish will probably go in the tank behind us. And uh, except for a couple of their near and dear to my heart, I'm going to figure out how to save those things in my own tank. Yeah. Uh, then the tank. it's dry. We'll the move it to the, to the house here. Uh, and... This is why it actually, you know, I told you that I'm going to move in the spring. This is why it has to happen now. Is there a picture of... Is it the hillside? The hillside winter? one, yeah. In winter or in, in spring? No, in summer. There's a picture of out, outdoor carrying that tank uh, around. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it is. Oh, oh. Phil's going to work on that. Okay. And he's going to see if he can't bring it up. But okay. uh, when we first moved this thing in... The hill goes straight down, yeah. and then there was pallets. There was a team of what, eight or nine guys from uh, Premier. Mm, there it is helping us out. Ah, there it is. So yeah, there's a whole team of people. As you see, the, uh, from the they came from the left and it broke down the fence and then came down into the house, had to tear down your door. That's had to do the piece. All this. Is there a door tear out photo in here somewhere there it is. too? Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, so I had to tear out my sliding glass door to get the stand through. You know, like I'm not doing this in the winter. I don't yeah. know if anybody live in Minnesota you want to do this in March because I don't. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> and then like once the ship is sailed, dude, like we're gonna set it up here. Let's set it up here. So let's move it. It's gonna be soon. Uh, and uh, we'll put it all back together here. And uh, I, I think it's gonna be an SPS tank. Now we're going back to sticks, and you get to see a little bit of a journey. <laughs> all right. So, but the big thing is, you guys watched a whole lot of information on setting this tank up. We yep. learned a lot, man. I learned what worked, a bunch of things that didn't work. And now you're going to hear from, like, after a couple of years of monkeying around with this, what would we do differently? To move into a house. A lot of this applies to, like, moving into your home. Well, I don't know. There's so much gear on here, what worked and didn't work. There's all just all kinds of different things. That's true. Yeah. So I'll let you start with, uh, I don't know, uh, what didn't work. Give us the first one. Uh, didn't work was, oh, this was kind of, yeah, the cycle, the biome. I mean, starting from dry rock with no sand with we attempted these little trays uh it's number two see the two uvs on the very last yeah. one no no yeah. no 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 
one to the right of that one. There this is uh, this was kind of our attempt at a solution sand. for adding sand to this massive tank. We uh, DIY built these acrylic uh, boxes. It didn't work, man. It didn't work. Like in general, and then like cranking all the lights on the SPS level, like immediately, it just. Yeah. It just grew so much funk in here and had so many weird challenges. But so. as soon as you, um, as soon as you added the sand, though, I guess yeah, that's, that's kind of one, one of those things works, that worked right? later on. Yeah, but yeah. the cycle and biome, man, of just like throwing dry rock in a bare bottom tank doesn't work. Just created so many. I never had so many problems in all my years of doing this, and mm. like I loved the fact that it was how public it was. <laughs> uh, but like. I don't know. It was just super duper challenging. So uh, it did not work to just throw the dry rock in no sand yeah. and assume. And like that, you know what came along later on was the PCR tests. Yeah. So those PCR tests and you like started to measure DNA. actual yeah. DNA biome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, because everybody talks about cycle as like this thing about ammonia. And it's just like so much more than just a oh, couple more. of different strains yeah. of bacteria that process ammonia. Uh, keeping all the pests back and like not especially feeding all the photosynthetic organisms. It just yeah. tends to take Heterotrophic bacterias that go out mm. and actively eat things and I mean the more you can diversify. Which yeah. actually is why uh, we're doing the trough thing with the rocks is so that uh, when we kick this thing back up it's already got a jump start. So I'll tell you what. Oh yeah, now the tank, the rock is like, looks like total cycled rock. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, we try to keep it that way. Yeah, we try to keep it that way. We got a couple of photos. I, like, I don't know, the, the best photo for whatever reason crashed this stupid system. Here. Uh, That's yeah, why we're a little right. late. Uh, we got a couple of photo videos of what the tank looks like now. If you want to really want to see it, I'm going to go upload a bunch of stuff to hopefully... Your, uh, your Instagram over the next or your week, Facebook? Yeah, over Instagram, Facebook, you can see all the stuff. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, man, like there was a lot of things in here. Like uh, the, the Ghaniopora is the thing that really I just ended up liking the most. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Uh, is this Ghani Alley? Uh, We're about you know, to see. It looks so much better today, too. So when you come over and check it out, uh, now they're all expanded. You know, this is And you did, ended up, you did end up getting an Alveopora Alley, too, didn't you? Yep, Alveopora yep. Alley's on the other side. Sadly, that was one of the ones that crashed the oh. whole thing. You know, I thought I was really going to get into the the euphilia, and I did, man. I had so much euphilia in the tank, but I don't know. My heart ended up in Ghaniali, I guess. Ghaniali. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just like, <laughs> wow, there's so many more um, types of this than I had really thought. And yeah. like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll show the expanded version later on. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, check it out. All right. Cycle biome didn't work. Okay, so uh, <laughs> another thing, let's talk about what did work. Okay. And, uh, and there's these, some of these things are the opposite of each other, but the Kalkwasser with the dosing pump mm. absolutely works. So uh, along the way, somewhere along the way, I decided to get a 40-gallon little square drum with mm -hmm. a lid on it and just mix up calc and dose five liters a day of it at night, yeah. right, with a dosing pump and it maintained the calcium and alkalinity and helped the pH, and it works so much better than a, a top-off. Yeah, the ATO Kalkwasser, yeah. which we'll probably never do again. Because the ATO, like, you're just, like, you can't really dial in how much you need, and you yeah. have to try to figure out potency of the solution and clean the thing every time. Difficult. In this case, I could just mix up match, max saturation and then Put a lid dose on it how and much I need. Call it a day. Okay, so the inverse of that was the pat or the uh, calc the calc reactor that didn't work. 
Yeah, the Kelk reactor. Yeah, you you actually got that thing set up and running and I got a picture a of mass. the Kelk reactor in. Let's see here. I think it's Kalk. labeled Kelk. It's labeled Kalk, right labeled to the left. Kalk. There we right go. There. there you go. So you can see it here uh, in just a second, but it just like it was the same thing. It was like like let's use the Kelk reactor to pump water through it with the dosing pump and mm. control the same amount and have a like a set fully saturated solution. There it is. I just put it on top of uh, the sump area until I decided whether or not I was going to use it long term. Laid a dose down. And and end of story, if I was really tight on space, I guess it did work. But I, I had a space for a reservoir. Right. And the calc reactor, this is the problem. And actually, Ryan Thompson brought this up. With, and I was surprised because I didn't see this. The last time I used a calc reactor, I like really used one, was that super giant one from Aquamedic. Right. Oh, personally? Yeah. So I've used that on other tanks before. And this super giant one from Aquamedic was so big that the calc slurry never made it out the top. And it wasn't even foggy water, even up all the way oh, to the yeah. top. It was clear. But Ryan Thompson said, hey, dude, you're going to end up dosing calc in this thing because they're too small and they end up getting calc in the tank. And he's right. Uh, there was foggy water that kind of made it All the, the way top, in the reactor. Even at super slow flow rates. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, but the other part of it is, is it would cake down in the bottom, too. They knew it was stirring and stirring and stirring, but eventually if it got low enough, it would just turn into this big block. Yeah. It just wasn't worth the effort, hmm. man. I, it was just maintaining another piece of equipment that a drum of water actually worked better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, know. The amount of things that you're going to hear today that the marketing team's probably like banging down the wall. Like, how come you're telling people not to buy that ever again? <laughs> you like, mean, I don't know. You're I telling them to go work. buy a brute trash can? No. Uh, yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> uh, you know what? A skimmer. Uh, is there a skimmer video here? Uh, not that one. Well, you can show that one if you want. Uh, okay, so the skimmer actually worked what I would describe as too well, mm. right? Uh, and so it, when I say too well, A, it's not a, It's not its own fault either. Uh, well, no, I mean, it's not like, what the, do you mean by its own fault? By the, the roller mat got a lot of, you oh. mean, no, You're I mean, talking about from the fact that it's just pulling black gunk. Oh yeah, constantly. so it worked really, really, no, really well. Uh, it was pulling out gunk all the time. Super easy to collect foam. But here's the piece. Uh, you can show the other one. It says skimmer. Uh, that one. Yep, right there. So. that comes around is I've owned a lot of skimmers now it's, it's been like getting closer and closer <laughs> to, to two decades years. Uh, and this is the piece that like if your skimmer doesn't smell like poop like a long ways away from it it's not working as good as it should. <laughs> I, and like the problem is that room just stank like poop yeah. all the time because <laughs> you know what's happening is essentially the whole neck is filling with rotten poop, mm -hmm. right? And then in the water that it foam it collects is a uh, liquefied rotten poop. And then we're essentially blowing, blowing air, air over it into the room. <laughs> it's like taking the back end of a skunk and going, oh. Over okay, <laughs> right in your face. If it doesn't smell like that, 
That means it's not working. Yeah, true. Okay, there's a problem though. It was working too well. <laughs> it just stank all the time. It was terrible. Oh, that's funny. So we ended up putting a bag of carbon, uh, you know, like a mesh mesh bag yeah. over the top of it, and that largely solved the the problem. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I'm just like, why isn't there more skimmer cups that have like solved the issue of we're blowing air over poop into your house? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Well, and then when you go and uh, we we cut big giant holes in the wall for ventilation, like down on the floor of one room, hoping that it would suck air up into the HVAC and out, and then all of a sudden here comes all that stinky poo smell coming right upstairs. Okay, so there's one that didn't work. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, you just hit it. Yeah. Uh, it was the fact that we decided to jerry-rig the cold air return in that room. <laughs> we uh, did pretty badly, Okay, uh, And nobody uh. thought about this, but when I would clean out that skimmer cup, like, dude, the whole house just reeked like crap. <laughs> uh, it was so terrible, man. I would I never mean, do that again. We get it here in the office all the time. People empty out their skin, clean out their skimmer cups in this utility sink here. And the, the poor people that have office uh, cubes right outside of the studio doors always are like, who the hell? Okay, so one of two things would happen when I clean the skimmer every time. I'd hear my wife yell at me from upstairs. Or my kids, I'd hear them in their cute little voices. Ew. It smells like poop in here. <laughs> uh, okay, but another thing, can you bring up that skimmer, uh, the foamy one again? Yeah. Okay, so another thing did actually work. So one of the times you follow the Facebook thing, you'll see that like uh, some of the challenges I ran into, but like, you see this super dry foam? I was having a problem with it being so dry and mm. it was like, going over the edges and it would act, there was one day, man, where it was just like all over the top there, but like in that really dry, thick, thick skimmate, right? I don't know if I've seen the skimmate that thick. Okay, and so some people had like uh, some ideas, like taking some kind of like food grade oil and like putting it on the, in the inside, inside lip of the so it kind of pops when it hits it. Uh, and I don't know, I've never tried that before, but a lot of people had the device, so maybe, maybe it works. Yeah. Uh, but I found that the problem was that I just was adding not enough air. And so the, you know, the skimmate mm. was super duper thick. And so when I cranked up the air, the skimmate just transformed into a wet More liquid. Huh. Yeah, and so yep. and it was based on the amount of uh, poo that was in yeah. the water, essentially. So it's fuel for the engine. I know that whole conversation. So that worked exactly as intended, which is with that DC pump on the skimmer, if there's lots of organics and not enough air, it comes out super duper thick like that. Mm -hmm. If you crank up the air a little bit, the skimmer skimmer gets wetter, thins out, yeah. and it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, that's something that we found in those investigations. I mean, why would he? I think it did six or half a dozen or so skimmer investigates, and uh, that notion that everybody has about uh, how what the what wet versus dry skimming is has nothing to do with the gate valve and the water level inside and changing. So if you turn your gate valve closed to bring up the water level and people say, oh, and I'm wet skimming now. Well, actually, you're not. You're just changing the point that you collect it. That's the same yeah. wetness. It all, it's all about the air. Uh, in fact, when you crank it up that way, you're actually decreasing the amount of air. It's actually drier. Because there's pressure from all that water in the body yeah. pushing back it's against like the pump. The exact opposite of what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right, uh, another one didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, oh, we're going through the, the Pax Bellum. 
Uh, we skipped ahead a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, do we? Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, yeah, we bounce around. Pax Bellum. Uh, didn't work. And actually, I had this conversation uh, with our Reef Pack group the other day. Uh, we were on, we're on this Discord chat group, and then people were asking. Uh, well, a guy, one guy was asking uh, whether to use an algae turf scrubber, refugium, or uh, the Cato reactor. And I said, you know, if it sounds like uh, you'd want to use an algae scrubber. I use an algae scrubber in my office tank. Um, but given your experience with the Pax Bellum, now we have people, we, one of the CS agents running one, and he's getting exactly the way it should be. You know, growing Cato like uh, wildfire, easy to harvest, things like that. But when we opened yours, it was a different story. Yeah. Okay, so this is my problem with the <laughs> the LG reactor because the Pax Bellum's the best one out there. Right. No yeah. question. Like fit and finish, function, size, the whole thing. But uh, the problem for me was acquiring enough catomorpha yeah. to begin with to fill the thing. Right. Right. Because when you turn, if you like, you know, you go to LG Barn and you get your little ball that's this big or whatever. At this point, I didn't like want to add ick or anything to the tank, so I like mm. I didn't want to pull it out of 360, make that mistake again. Yeah. Uh, and so, like you know, what we did is took some, uh, and we ended up like uh, soaking it in fresh water and like treating it and all these other things. But we didn't get enough of it. And then what happened is every single photosynthetic organism also grew in there. Mm. And there was like weird slimes in there, and yeah, like and thick kind of like turfy stuff. It was, it, it felt like gelatin almost, yeah. the edges of it. It wasn't uh, algae, it wasn't, who knows what, it, I don't know what it was. I don't know, if it like slithered out, I wouldn't have been surprised, <laughs> you know? I don't know, it was really weird in there. So it's not that the Pax Bellum or the algae reactor doesn't do what you want it to do. It's that you're gonna have to find a source of uh, acceptable catamorpha in a quantity that fills it up, so you're not just growing mm -hmm. everything else out. Yeah. And then, like for me, man, I was, I'm doing all these nuts and stuff, trying to get it out, and I didn't know how it was performing for so long because I didn't like bother to oh, take you had all that the nuts off. And, and you had that screen it. thing on there to, that yeah. that they put in there to block light or oh, what yeah, have you. Oh yeah, this monkey around with the whole thing. Yeah, you can't see in the inside of it, so. In the end, like, I just would rather have a refugium with a box and I could just grab some, grow it, and it's easier to spread out on the top. Cut. Just mm. grab some, throw it in the trash. And yep. I, if it's, something's wrong, I'll see it the moment I walk in. I don't have to disassemble anything. Mm. Uh, it was just a mistake to not incorporate a refugium into the sump design in this case. I, so be it. I don't know. But with your, with your roller mat and your skimmer working so well, would there be... A, uh, enough left over. You'd probably have to intermittently run your protein skimmer, I, I would imagine. Like yeah, I don't know. Maybe a rotational else. business. So yeah. I don't know. Like, but I had actually nutrient problems in this tank. They would they would get high nitrate and phosphate yep. in this tank. So and it's big. You know, I like to feed. So, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I, it was a, a challenge. And so what I actually recently started doing is uh, the Zeovit. I don't know if I ever told you that. Yeah. Uh, well, we we had talked about it in a previous live that we were thinking you were thinking about moving over yeah. to Zeovit. So I've been dosing the Zeovit, which is essentially carbon dosing in like a more controlled long-term environment. Yeah. Uh, and then adding nutrients in to or like nutrition in to replace uh, 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 some of the nutrients. Yeah. And so 
I, I, I'm just going to find a different way to keep nutrients down. And now that it's going to be a stick tank for sure, I'll probably just stick with the zero bit thing and you guys can follow along on how that works. Sweet. And we, we, the 160 was based on this, so it won't be a big surprise. Repeat success. Yeah. Uh, all right. So something that uh, did work is uh, actually the roller mat thing. It's not a roller mat, but the one that's built, built into, into the, dream the, box. the dream box. Yeah. Man, that thing is so cool. Yeah, it's got that. What was the? What's the sensor on that thing? I don't know the name of the sen a compact, compact, compa not, not a capacitor. Not a capacitor. Something. Uh, it's not optical. Yeah, it measures through the plastic. Yeah, uh, somebody will. It's the most it interesting there. thing. Uh, so it's got a little sensor that measures through the plastic or through the through the uh, PVC. But what it was really nice because it came down and it it comes back up at this angle mm -hmm. and you know it works the way it's supposed to which is it gets dirty rolls some up it rolls some up into this closed up little area so all the smell and stuff was gone yeah the rolls would last super duper long like most of the time i'd get two three months out of a single roll well and i like that you could adjust um how fast or how much it rolled yep. so you can say all right i want One this inch. stuff out immediately or i want it to like simmer a little bit yeah, I want to roll up one inch or I want to roll up six. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah so cool. Thing. That worked really That worked well. out really well. So I, I would say, I just don't know if I'd have a tank that doesn't have some kind of roller mat ever again in the future. It yeah. just, it, I mean, it, you can watch it pull all the turds and uneaten food and stuff. It's all stuck to it. Uh, in this case, because it's on this like slope, it was really easy to see everything that it was pulling out. and. If you unroll it, like I definitely don't want that in my tank. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, uh, I I thought that worked really, really good. That worked really well. Mm -hmm. um, so we already hit the no fuge. Um, one that didn't work. Mm. That and I thought this was so cool. The computer and that huge touchscreen uh, for the Neptune Apex. Yeah, you have oh, a picture of it. We've got a shot here. of it somewhere here. Uh, I don't know what I called it. Maybe I called it screen. Uh, yeah, there you there go. There we go. Okay, so yeah, so what we did is we got a home feeder PC or whatever, like a cheap uh, uh, computer, and then we mm -hmm. put a touchscreen monitor. Like and that's uh, that's like a what, thirty-six inch TV or something like that? Maybe uh, forty some inch TV? No, I don't think it's that big. Okay, I, I don't know, but it's like a computer monitor. It's yeah. Okay, it's a touchscreen computer monitor. It's super duper cool. No question about it. <laughs> it was really, really fun. This is oh. my problem with it uh, is Windows. What? Oh, the operating system? Yeah, man. Like in getting it to like wake up, you know, because it goes to sleep and I don't want it on all the time. Mm. And so like when I wanted to use it, it was like I had to go grab the little pad thing and wake, wake the stupid computer up. You couldn't up. wake it up by touching the screen. Yeah. It's not like a phone. I don't know. Maybe you could have got it to do that. It just didn't. And then like ultimately, if I, if I were going to do it again or suggest it to somebody else, I would get the biggest tablet that you can get. <laughs> Put you know, twelve inch iPad, inexpensive big app, uh, tablet on there, and do that instead because those things are designed to wake up when you touch them. Well, another thing about the tablet too is the the apps and the functionality of the app is different than the desktop or the mm. web browser. It's a little so bit more. It's made for your fingers. Yeah, it's more intuitive on touching things and stuff like than that. A, than a than a touch screen. You know, monitor. Yep. Yeah, it yep. is. You're right. I think the app is better. There's actually a picture of uh, a tablet version here somewhere. Uh, there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so we're actually gonna make these things. I asked, after using this, I thought it was so cool, I asked Kyle to make these things for up for sale. Built on the for that Can you go back, actually, bring that back up? Built for that configuration. Yeah, so that, like, you know, like, like these boards, like, it's really hard to understand, like, mm -hmm. what I do with it. Like, well, now you can actually we see, hey, uh, there's a place for my power cords. They'll wrap around at the top. There's a couple of modules. Two modules. There's a brain thing, and then there was where I would put uh, the touchscreen monitor for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, like, a little place for everything, and it's designed specifically around that. So And the little Neptune sign lights up. Yeah, a little lit-up sign on the top. Yeah, it's not lit up in this picture, but, uh, yeah. So I think uh, that is how I'd probably go about it in the future. It was really cool to have that big, huge touchscreen. It's a great project. <laughs> I would just, in actual function, it wasn't as perfect as I would have yep. liked. All right. You know what uh, actually worked cool too, man? This was a late edition, is the frag cart. I haven't seen this thing yet. I haven't, oh, been, there's I haven't a picture been there of it in here too. I haven't been there since, uh, okay, so. Yeah. My wife got mad at me for spilling water over the floor all the time, rightly so. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's not it. Let's see. Uh, there's like a cart in the in the room. Uh, I think it's ah, that one. That's not it. That's true. The one all the way in the corner there, uh, in the left-hand bottom corner. Left-hand bottom corner. There you go. That yeah, one there we go. Get a kind of a picture of it. There's a few things in here, actually, I'll note. So uh, one, you can see the Kelkwasser in the back there. That's the cook, the like Tamesco uh, uh, or Tamco or something. That was the Kelk Reservoir right in the mm, corner, okay. square. Yep. I got square because it holds the most water, more water than round for the same footage. Uh, I got a little fridge there. We'll actually talk about the fridge in a second. And then there's this Rubbermaid cart there. And you can see I got little baskets for it. Uh, I think I got this from Uline, if anybody's wondering. But oh, yeah. uh, you get these little baskets for it. And I could hold it, my test kits in it. I could hold all my media in it. And I could push the cart around. OK, this is why the cart ended up being really valuable to me, is I like to frag my corals and get all the mounting stuff ready right in front of the tank. Yeah. And so while I was doing it, my hands wet all the time. I'm dripping. I'm spilling glue all over the damn place because I'm sloppy. But it's all right yeah. there. Now it's in this little cart. Yeah. Right? Solid. Yeah. And then, like, uh, all the glue is in there. And, like, if some glue got on the cart, I don't care. Uh, I could put a towels in there, hang them over the edge. They dry, too, when I'm done with them. And, you know, it was just a, I don't know, it was like a $100 cart. Yeah. And it just took all of the mess that I was making and all the boxes I was stacking on top to do it, and it all went away. I just loved the little cart thing. It was an oddball addition at the end. <laughs> but Get a cart. If your tank is on the same floor, I mean, if you have a place to put a cart on the same floor as your tank. Get a cart. Yeah. For sure. I, I, we use them around here, too, the tank maintenance guy, uh, Malachi. Oh, yeah. He runs around with his, and uh, mm -hmm. everything's on there. Mm -hmm. Drawer, and his is nice because it's got drawers for organized, all the test kits, all the other stuff. But a little more expensive. Yeah, a little more expensive. Rubbermaid is the one that's really cool, so look yeah. it up. Uh, didn't work. Using your beverage fridge for fish food. Oh, Wonder why. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I tried to use a beverage fish a food and an ice maker fridge for housing the frozen food. Yeah. And dude, obviously I destroyed it. Like it smelled like fish in there. Nobody could eat out of it. Yeah. Obviously my wife hated that. 
It, obviously, it was just stupid, stupid, stupid. This isn't the, the wine fridge, was it? Well, I tried that one, too, yeah. for, like, some stuff that wasn't frozen. Right. Yeah. No, it just didn't work, obviously. And eventually the, the ice fridge broke. Man. Yeah. I don't know why or how, but. But for another 100 bucks or 150 bucks or so, you get a little mini fridge? I went to Home Depot and I got the smallest fridge with a freezer they make. Yeah. With the actual freezer, not like the. Oh, uh, a door for itself? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it was 60 bucks, man. Uh, and now all of my frozen food, my Zeo back, and all that other stuff. It needs to stay refrigerated it's right there. In a little refrigerator, and like <laughs> nobody's mad anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Get a mini fridge. Yeah, get a mini For fridge sure. uh, to put your food in, and everyone in your household will be happier. Uh, uh, one of the things that actually did work for me too, and I didn't realize I was going to use it until later on, was the Pro Series uh, uh, resin, right? Yeah, it's interesting kind of an oddball mix of how I used it, actually. Interesting that you had needed it by the time that we that you got water to the tank. Yeah, you know, things like best blade plans, man, you know, never worked. So basically, you've, we've forewent the, uh, the whole RODI system, like the sediment filters, carbon blocks, and reverse osmosis, mm -hmm. because your home has an entire home treatment one mm -hmm. uh, that we'd have to tee, uh, teed off and to before the remineralizer. Uh, to get the lowest TDS possible. So, I mean, we had this terrible water. It smells like farts. It's just like, mm. I don't know, it's got some kind of sulfur bacteria. And it's got all this treatment and none of it worked. And so we put a whole house RO, meaning every last drop of water in the whole place is RO, but it actually has to go through this calcite remineralizer. Mm. So it goes from like 500 TDS down to zero back up to 50. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because uh, if you if you use RO water in the whole house, it destroy all your fixtures and stuff. Apparently, yep. So uh, here's how I ended up using it, you know. And we have just an RO membrane for the top off because I don't need the sediment filter. All the water filtration does it. So we actually just installed an RO membrane, and it worked great for the top off. I never burned through any resin because uh, a 99 percent rejection membrane at 50 TDS brings it down to zero on its own. <laughs> so I, like, I still on the same cartridge of resin in that case. You're right. But like I couldn't figure out how to get the RO water to come out of the RO system, the whole house RO system, without getting the calcite thing, without forgetting to turn back on the, R, the water for the house. So sometimes I would divert it, and then I'd know that I forgot because uh, somebody in the house would yell at me that we don't have any water. <laughs> <laughs> so I created water really fast, like a thousand gallons a day system, but yeah. still, man, it was like kind of messy. I was like, well, I guess anything, I gotta have to. And anything you do manually, you'll forget. Yeah, and so anything. To create salt water for the house, then, I wanna fill up a 200 gallon drum, and like, how do I do this? And ultimately, what I found out was that I could just use the DI, I mean, it already went through the RO system right. for the house. It got me remineralized re by the calcite. calcite. But I could just use Pro Series resin, meaning the cation, the anion, and the mix bed after it, to without any RO system and just do the final polish yeah. there. It was so much easier. The anion resin, like, dude, it lasts so so much longer. You probably when get you split a whole, the two out. You almost get a how how many gallons would you burn through or get through there? I, I just with no RO even I could produce or with like without running through RO just going through the DI resin I could probably get 400 gallons of 
Zero TDS two top offs of that out of water one cartridge barrel. of that stuff. Nice. And like you know, at first I was like, is that a little wasteful? And like I don't know. But you know what? I if I had to run an RO system again, I'm dumping all of that water back down the drain, the wastewater again. I'm electricity. And in the end, man, I'm only using one cartridge of this a month. It was 10 bucks. I can fill up all the water I need for the whole month for 10 bucks. Yeah. It was actually really easy. It was super fast because I could use the water at the same flow rate it comes out of the faucet to fill it up. So it's not like trickling out. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The, the Pro Series mm. resin worked really well. Uh, didn't work. Uh, didn't work on the 360. Oh, and you got called. You're getting called out here. I think I love mm. this one comment. Confused as to why he built a 10-year tank just to end up moving on a, in a year. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you don't know. Like, I you don't. I I dreamed. Uh, this lake is like right next to BRS, right? So like, I right. dreamed of living here. You know, minutes from work. Yeah, uh, I bike to work and yeah. stuff. I, I dreamed of it my whole life, man. And I'm like, man, you know what? Like, finally, I can you know buy this house on this lake, and it was really cool. And you know what? Uh, in the end, it was for me, but it wasn't for my kids. Right. And you know what? My kids are five, three, and uh, like eight months or something. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe nine months now. <laughs> uh, and I'm. I don't know. The the demands just shift away from your own desires, man, to your kids' desires mm. and taking care of them and making sure they grow up in an area and doing what they want to do. Life so, happens. Everybody uh, knows that. I mean, I just... But it's not going down forever just to go dry. I mean, it will be a 10-year tank here in this building so okay. long as we stay here. I can't have any more kids, though, because we move every time I have a kid. <laughs> I, I just, it's like oh, clockwork, man. It's crazy. Uh, that's so a no, bad problem. I can't have any more kids or I can't move. Uh, but, uh, but to be honest, it allows us to build a brand new, even better tank in a new house. Something different. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so it gives us opportunity <laughs> to do something <laughs> cool, too. So there it is. Uh, you just do what you can. Oh, uh, right. One of the things, though, that didn't work here was adding too much euphilia at once. Ah, uh, right? yeah, the old brown jelly problem that you ran into. Yeah, man. We, I ran into some brown jelly with some of these things, and it's like kind of sad to see you lose a few of them. And, you know, it, you got to dip them and stuff, and, mm. you know, take them all out to dip them to stop it from spreading. And it, it was just a, a lot of work. So if I had to do it over again, I would have probably added, I would have, I'd actually would have sought out Jen. And I think we're gonna ask Jen to do a video on this one. But like I would dip, pre-dip all the euphilia beforehand. Right. Uh, I think she uses erythromycin and uh, also the iodine. Mm. I, I'll have to ask her exactly, I'm not sure. But uh, I would dip them all beforehand before every single one of these things enters the tank because I don't want to spread that brown jelly crap around. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, well, and then, you know, the amount of uh, euphilia that it started affecting in your time to yeah. care for them properly. Yeah, so I just wouldn't add as many at once in the future, right? Uh, so another thing that worked. Oh, everybody saw these, man. Uh, the steps that slide out of Chris Benner's stand. Gosh, those okay. are nice. I use those every day, every single yep. day. Yep. I, the, the steps, I like, if you could get Chris to make you a stand with those steps in it. Oof. Get that done. Oh, my kids love it. They <laughs> crawl up on the steps to look in the glass. They can is, go on the left and the right. You can, yeah. you can get to access any point of that tank. You can see them on, on my Facebook if you want. I'll, I'll try to post some pictures really cool. of a bunch of stuff again. But, like, like, 
I mean, we'll go through actually on Facebook and go through some of the things that worked and worked didn't work in person. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's this little bar that slides out and then the stairs flip out to either direction. It was awesome. Uh, definitely worked. Definitely worked. Spirit, his hood worked as well. I think there's an app, uh, a oh, picture yeah. of the hood. Under the hood with the lights. Where is that? Yep, right in the middle there is one yep. called hood. So the hood was uh, like an aluminum frame. It's kind of like 80-20 except for stronger. And then you had these little panels that lock on the side. And so you can see on the left-hand side there, the whole panel is missing. Yep. It's because you could just lift you the whole thing take off. take the whole side and front off. So you could either have it wide open like that, or you could uh, leave the sides on and then open the side doors. So 90% of the time when I was working in the tank, I was good with just opening the doors. But if I actually had to like work on like, like removing the, the lighting yeah, and stuff, yeah. taking the panels off made it eight million times so easier. So nice, yeah. such a thoughtful, a thoughtful idea. Yeah. Not thoughtful in that it was nice. Such like a brilliant idea from Chris. Yeah, Chris did a really, really good job on the hood. So that absolutely worked. Sorry, we're taking your tank down, Chris. Oh no, we're putting it back we're up. We're putting in it a back up though. Yep. <laughs> okay, we talked about the HVAC solution and not working. Yeah, we also didn't. Oh turning the lighting on all at once yeah you know what i was kind of listening to that 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 piece that we Sup got from wwc which is support the suck yeah uh, just just turn the lights on we'll it ride with. it out yeah i think that works with live rock i just don't think it works with bare bottom dry rock no because then you just i'd never do that again yeah oh, we, we i mean we've did the same thing in the 750 too mm -hmm. and that lasted for a long time you know you know why that really rang true with me is because we've set up so many tanks here that were you know insta tanks and you know filmed them and shared with them i'm like yeah i totally get to just power through it just yeah there's two pieces that like an afterthought super obvious that i didn't get one is uh, in all the insta tanks we had all this biome but just adding the corals in there two is a lot of those insta tanks were lps tanks yeah. with lps lighting meaning like 75 to 150 par it's just a total different thing if all of a sudden they start hitting it with 350 <laughs> you know yeah and especially with like all those bars i wasn't just 350 but it was 350 hitting every surface of everything in the entire tank <laughs> so uh it just caused all kinds of algae it caused like what looked like dinos it caused like all just kinds of that weird funky red stuff that was growing all it, over the rock. Yeah, it was like it was damaged coralline algae or something. It was. I mean, that was the story. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I that you know the the people that make the coralline algae uh, uh, product we dumped in there said it was damaged coralline yeah. algae. I don't know. Eventually, it all went away. Yeah. And it didn't turn into coralline algae, by the way. No. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Some other things that worked, man. Uh, uh, you know what? Finally, when we decided to add sand to fix some of the biome problems, the ocean direct sand absolutely worked. And one of the cool things I didn't really anticipate mm. is when we poured all the sand in, like the dusty little finds of uh, the sand stuck to all the garbage that was on the rock and the, it, the biome and the sand took over, uh, right? And all the stuff on the rock just disappeared in a matter of days. Right. So I don't know, that was, uh, I would say, it was like a, it was like a miracle additive almost. It was, dude, it was a pretty transformative. It was almost, un, yeah. I mean, it's undeniable that it happened overnight, man. Like all the stuff goes away. I added the sand, the biome from that, like uh, 
uh, ocean directs coming right. out of the and it ocean. really I mean there's something to be said about adding that light colored white sand and how much it brightens up the tank and you feel like you can see all the corals and you can feel like you can see all the fish because one because the lights bouncing off the white surface and reflecting back up but two like everything uh, is the contrast of the colors of the rock and the corals against white or the fish you just can't beat sand now will you go will you put sand in the 360 when we move it over here yeah yeah I did, the, the bare bottom question is done for me i did i was thinking about that the other day we're we gonna jump right back in that because it's sps and yeah, we want to crank SPS, flow crank up the flow you know what i don't think i'll use the oceans direct because i have biome on the rock now right uh, and i want larger sand just that will stay in place so probably that special grades a, a, not as dusty <laughs> uh but like i uh, i like the look of sand so it's like I don't know. I, 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 I just don't care. I bought this thing to look at it. Yeah. So and I like <laughs> the way that it looks better. So I'll, I'll make it work. Uh, uh, another thing that worked, actually, do we have these fish boxes? I think we do. Uh, a, maybe it's called box or fish box or something. That's in mm. the tank uh, picture. But what we did uh, for some of the more expensive fish that we added is I built this a real acrylic tower yeah it would go into the uh the tank and we're talking like 30 inches tall yeah it would go top to bottom yeah and it was a little tower and i put a little built a little aquascape in it oh there you go and i think that's turned sideways maybe yeah know. he's gonna fix it okay uh and so uh this thing absolutely worked and i did it for both these uh, yellow antheas as well as the uh, uh masked angels we got a He's, it's coming. He's got okay. to fix the audio on it because somehow, some reason, when we put something up, the audio disappears. Oh, that's fine. So uh, when he, when these, uh, we put these little angels up to, in there, uh, or uh, both the, and the yellow antheas, like it gave them a place to live and be safe. Yeah, some of them got really, really small, and so in a big tank, they also like have a hard time getting food and yeah. finding food. Mm. So well, the case, good thing about this is, you know, having an acclimation box that big. I mean, you kind of you go look at our website and some of the acclimation boxes that are out there, and they're just tiny little. They're tiny, tiny. and yeah. then you, you, the fish kind of need more than uh, you know a day or a few hours of exposure to like be comfortable and welcome them into the tank. So the more space you can give them, like thirty inches tall by what two was it like three inches, four inches wide. So they had plenty of space to to swim. But they also, you put rock in the bottom of it. There were slits mm -hmm. down in the bottom of it to get like food and stuff in there. I ended or up empty actually food cutting out. the whole bottom out. Yeah. And so it was just like, yeah, everything could get flushed out. Yeah. Uh, I tried a diff few different versions of it. But ultimately, it was a, an area I could leave the fish in there for a couple of months before I released them. And then when I'd release them, like, you know, I'm terrified because like the mast angels were, you know, the personatuses were, you know, very expensive. So. Yeah. Like when you release them, like it could take two seconds for something to go kill it, right? <laughs> and nobody cared. Like it was, there were members of the community, yeah, and nobody bothered them at all. So mm. it was, it was very relieving. Awesome. So that worked really well. Well, in that spirit too, these mini, mini SA, mm. HSA aquascapes. This was uh, something that we figured out. I don't think I got out. a picture of that. Do the I? HSA. Oh, you were building. Uh, what were, what were we doing? We were talking about habitat i forget how he came across this concept we were, we were talking about nsa or some of their things and uh we wondered so you look at all the wrasses and that was elliot show, showing you the picture or the footage of the ocean and where these wrasses live and it's not like 
negative space aquascape type things and they're hanging around these little thin branches, it's basically ocean and rock rubble. And they're bouncing and darting in and out of the rock rubble. So that thought to mind, well, just build that for them. So I did. I took a bunch of rubble, I glued it together, created a bunch of holes in it, I threw it in the rock, and the rasses immediately moved in. Loved it. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Like, that makes sense. If, if you like put effort into providing its natural habitat, it will thank you and move in. And they absolutely <laughs> did that immediately. And they don't look terrible, too, in the tank. Uh, yeah. A little clump. Of, it's like it's almost like putting an island in your sand bed, you know, just so you can house corals or hang out on. Yeah, put corals on. Yeah, this was uh, fish habitat. Throw some corals on there, but they'll still use it as their habitat. I did. I threw corals on it and it looks great uh, awesome. and it was providing homes and habitat for the fish it was perfect win-win so what this actually also created is uh, you'll probably see it and I don't know it could be next week could be next month yeah uh, but if, for those of you that follow along with uh, NSA aquascape I want to take that a step further and I want to try to create one called the HSA which is kind of like the ne negative a a a space aquascape Habitat space aquascape. Yes, let's build intentional habitat areas into this as well. So it's not doesn't just look beautiful and be open and get great flow. Serves purpose. Also serves a great purpose of mm. a home for your fish. Mm. So uh, wait for that one. We'll uh, make our best attempt <laughs> at, at that as well. Coming up. Uh, oh, I better shout out Wayne. Wayne Price there he says, hey guys, my first live and he's mm. in the UK. So nice to see you. Oh, uh, oh by the way. Yeah. Somebody sent this super nice thing. I'll oh, we'll yeah. tell you about it in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about you can sell, you can send us uh, gifts if you wanted to. I know, like, this is so nice. Uh, like Silver again. Louis, Louis Vuitton <laughs> hat or something. Uh, all right, didn't work. Um, the Hydor mixing pump, that big, giant Hydor, the no, biggest no, no, one no, no, they no. have? Well, I don't know. That's the biggest one they have. It was just a powerhead. Right? Yeah. It's the biggest work. one we carry. I guess. I, I don't even know if we have them anymore. Why didn't it work, though? Okay, so we got a 200 gallon uh, bin, and I just wanted to like, I mean, it's, it's natural behavior to not want to spend a lot of money in a pump that just mixes up salt in your yeah, bin. Yeah, you right? get a cheapo. Okay, so I, I did what most of us would do, which is throw the cheapest, I mean, the highest flow hydro I can put down. Right, right, right. Okay, but I also had a gyre that I, like a max spec gyre that I put on the tank for a minute and then decided that I, I just, couldn't stand it. It was too big and ugly on the end of the tank. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was sitting around my house waiting for me to bring it back here and put it in the open box bin. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'd really need to mix up salt fast. Damn it. I'm just going to put the gyre in the 200 gallon drum. It works like a champ. Holy cow, does it mix up salt fast, <laughs> man. Uh, and like, and you've, got it, you've got it vertical, so it makes a, a circle, it stirs it like a big giant vat. I actually have it tilted like a little bit up. So the ah. gyre spins the water like up to the and top, then and then it kind of comes down the middle. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Like it creates this kind of like great flow pattern that mixes mm. up salt like instantly. We were doing that on this uh, 260 or 250, 60 gallon tank over here for the longest time we had two gyres one on top one on bottom mm -hmm. now we just have a massive external pump that goes from the very bottom of the tank back up to the top but uh yeah man you can't beat a, a gyre 280 or a gyre 350 or what have you on one of those so we're going to do an investigates in the future here about like we did one where it showed like how long it takes for like a maxi jet in these uh, cubes to yeah. mix up the water homogeneously mixed water okay 
like and it took anywhere from like what was it like the shortest ones like eight hours five yeah five to eight hours and when i say mixed i don't mean like you look in the bin it kind of looks mixed i mean like in a a crystal clear aquarium with an eye chart and color differences on the back it was mixed for legitimate mixed uh and dissolved completely yeah and so what happens though if we throw different flow patterns or in there or stronger or more uh, larger amounts of flow in there Will, can we take eight hours and bring it down to the 30 minutes we'd all like? Because mm. then it's worth it. We'll find out the answer to that question ah, in the future. But it definitely was infinitely better than this little hydro <laughs> I had down on the bottom. Uh, you know, another thing that worked is that I, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually gonna really promote this. You're gonna hear this over the upcoming years, is the two-piece aquascape. That's all there is to it. This giant super, I mean, this is basically a 180 back to back, almost six feet by four feet. There's only two piece aquascape that's all cemented and everything together. This is actually something that you, uh, you, I don't know if it was an intentional or not, but when you built the uh, 120 NSA, mm -hmm. it's two pieces. Yep, it is. Uh, a, so a 120 gallon tank, if you ever had to remove your uh, aquascape, it's two pieces, that's okay. it. This is part of the why that like I really like it. It's actually totally unrelated to this tank. It's because it was time in the E170 to get the gem tank out of there. Oh yeah, yeah recently. So, you know, when we got him, we was tiny, and he eventually outgrew the tank, and then we we're like, all right, it's time to move him. Uh, well, that was all stacked rock with a little bit of glue on it to kind of like make it not tumble over. Yeah, and it's you, a little shaky. You could not pull that whole thing out at once. And so we had to like drain it down to the last drop. I we did. had to trim tons of coral out of I it did. to catch it. Yeah, yeah. It was a giant pain in the butt and you weren't the first one to try. No, no, yeah. I, I was thinking I was the second, the third or fourth attempt at it, but. Okay, so if we had cemented it all together into a one piece aquascape, even with all the coral on it, we Grab could lift it. the whole thing out, get, get tank, our fish, put it and put it all back in. Yep, yep, and yep, it yep, would yep. never skip a beat on yep. the whole thing. And so I'm excited about that now too. Like I love this aquascape that TSA built. And so now we're gonna be able, like if we wanted to, and we were fast enough about it, we could actually keep all the corals on this tank. I'm so certain of it. Move it all here, put it in the horse troughs, give some light to the horse troughs, get the tank set up and move the two pieces back in there and it will look exactly the way that it looks at home and we would have never had to touch any mm. of the corals. Two, three of them probably fall off along the way, so be it. I think we can actually keep the stuff alive between a transport by literally just spraying it with uh, some salt water to make sure it doesn't dry out, yep. you know, between, you know, home and here and get it in the trough. Yeah. So if you ever have to get a fish out of the tank, if you ever have to move the tank and you want it to look the same and you don't want to have to move all the corals all over, getting that two piece or one piece aquascape or three or whatever it is, but instead of like, you know, don't, stacking don't it all, stack your stuff. And just put a little bit of glue on it to make sure it doesn't tumble over. If we put the effort in to create an actual piece that's an aquascape, uh. it, it really frees up so many things you can do in the future. This actually brings up a uh, test that we're working on right now uh, that Brent started the playing around with the other day. Where we're gonna test the strength and cure length of cement versus super glue versus super glue with InstaSet. And also that uh, this, I believe it's Aquarium Monster or somebody came out with this black uh, underwater glue 
It's mm. kind of made for rocks. It looks like silicone, but it's pressurized. It's really cool. But we're going to test all those, see what the breaking point is, which one's stronger, which one's uh, bonds better. Well, and, you know, I, I, I can't help but wonder because, like, I started messing around. I'd never done this cement before uh, other than, like, that vacation I had. That mortar was, stuff? Yeah, yeah. mortaring with the NSA. And, like, I can't help but wonder, like, what is providing the structural integrity here? Is it the glue or is it the cement? Uh, is the cement, you know, creating, like, a structural bond that, like, forms around things? Or is it actually adhering to mm. the rock? Right. You know? I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe we're some of you guys do, we're but we're going to find out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're also going to, oh, one cool, th just real quick. One cool thing that I want to test is, sure, you can put two pieces of rock rubble together that have these odd shapes and fit together like puzzle pieces, or you can cut it into two flat surfaces, glue those and cement those together and find out if it holds the same you know, way. That's a big piece, like, because if it's two flat surfaces that are, are together, then it's going to be more about adhering. Yep. If it's a, like two lumpy structures and it goes around mm -hmm. uh, the holes, whatever, it's more about that it kind of locked into the places, yep. you know, and, yeah. and held it together. Interesting. Like I suspect that like some of the epoxies and stuff will have more, you know, form rather than heat adhesion. Uh, we'll see. Cool. Uh, didn't work. The closed loop check valve. Why would you put a check valve on the closed loop? Well, because we wanted to be able to take the the uh, UV out, the UV out mm. without spilling water all over the floor. Yeah, and it was so funny because the guy at Premier Aquarium was like, "Hey, dude, that's not going to work." After <laughs> so I'm like, oh, of course it's not. Okay, so the way the check valves work is it needs to be pressure on the top of it, right? Yeah. And so the water stops. There's pressure on the top. The little flopper, or oh. the valve, whatever. We had a vertical. No, it, it's that it is underwater. So. In this case, the input uh, and yes. the output yes, have yes, yes, equal yes. pressure. Yeah, underwater. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, nothing's going to come back in. Yeah. So here was the piece, though. It would work from catastrophic floods, right? But if I want to pull something like the thing off, I'm going to get a decent amount of water on my floor while it empties the pipe. <laughs> so <laughs> just use a gate valve and put a little something under there to catch the difference. That, yeah. In that, in that yeah. case, Didn't the, work. the closed loop check valve where both <laughs> ends are, this is specific to the closed loop where the input and the output Under are the pressure underwater. of the water, nothing. There is no pressure. There's no, no pressure. Yeah. It might as well be the tank. So be it. Interesting. Uh, all right. So one thing that did work, though, was the generator. I think I have a picture of that generator outside somewhere there. Yeah, you do. It's, yep. So yeah. I got a natural gas generator because I put a lot of time and money in this. It was going to be my forever tank, uh, as somebody so kindly pointed out earlier. <laughs> uh, and so like this was actually a pretty good investment. And I also, it's because I talked to my neighbor and he's like, yeah, dude, the power goes out here all the time. And when it goes out, it might be out for days. Yeah. You know, it's just like the, the power lines are above the ground. There's lots of trees here. And anytime there's a storm, you might run out of power. And it happened. And it happened. Yeah, more <laughs> than once, actually, I lost power there. And the thing automatically kicked on. Good I had go. power. Yeah. I got to uh, watch TV while well, my pump operated. Solid. And the, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So... Would I put that in every environment if the budget fit? I would definitely get a, I mean, I, I'm so, you know, the part about this thing is it automatically starts up every, you know, month. Yeah, make sure run, it or week, cycles actually. itself, oil, moving oil through, yeah. testing, not clogging, yeah. 
This is different than owning a uh, like a gas like a generator. Pile, a pull on. Yeah, yeah, because that thing you actually have to care for it to work when you want it to work someday. Yeah. This thing you do to to two, it's like a little gas or a little engine there that needs oil change and stuff. But instead of pulling it out of the shop, uh, pulling it out of the shed to fire it up to change the gas or treat the gas because it's been stored for so long, this thing just kind of runs itself. Well, what it does also is it rest it starts itself every week. And then if it doesn't work, it'll send you an email saying, fix me. Yeah. So like, I, I know that it will work when I need it yeah. to work. Oh, so cool. I don't know. Uh, not cheap, uh, but it worked. I mean, A, I was actually really happy because in my house, I got well water and all this stuff. So if I don't have electricity, I don't have heat. No. I don't have uh, cooling. I don't have drinking water. Yeah. I don't have an aquarium. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I think it was <laughs> worth it all around for me. Uh, and, you know, especially when I think about it, like I literally can't drink water if the power's out. That is bad news. That's bad news. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to double down on that one. Uh, didn't work. Oh, hello from South Korea. We got a, view, oh. a viewer. Uh, Anyaseo. I used cool. to live there for four years. Uh, carbon reactor. Did not work. Carbon did, reactor. I hated it. I still do. What? So there's a carbon oh, reactor. Oh, is this the, the Dreambox one? Yeah, so if the, ah. like, the like uh, Royal Exclusive carbon reactor, it's a big old tower, it has a bunch of screw tops <laughs> and different chambers and all that stuff. Well, one time we left the, the valve open on one and that's not hooked to anything and sp sprayed water up. Yeah. It's just so much rigmarole. You know, I had to like, to get the right amount of carbon in there, I had to put all these sponge pads and sponge pads always need cleaning yeah. every single time. Yeah. And then like, it's like carbon would get into the threads of this thing and then it would lock yeah. and I need to go get out this like strap wrench to get it apart. And nice. it's so cool looking. I can't possibly put like, uh, use anything else because <laughs> it's already in there. It's part of the closed loop thing. I don't know. I just, I used it and I still do, but I, I, I don't know. I would prefer a simpler, easier option, you know? So. Like a drop the whole thing in the sump and then when you're ready, I mean, pump and all. And they, yeah. they make them, but I think they can be improved on. Dude, it was, it's a really, <coughs> this thing is very elaborate for putting some water through some carbon. Yeah. I don't know. And, and the, the carbon was super important to me because it, it, I mean, you could tell when the carbon was depleted because you could start to smell the tank in the mm, house. Okay. You know, just like, it just kind of smells like algae a little bit yep. and or water. Like low tide. Uh, I don't know, but like you put the carbon in and immediately all <coughs> the odor goes away. <laughs> and my, my wife's really attuned to the odor, so. Uh, all right. So, you know what also worked in the end? If you watched Facebook, I reviewed basically every single <laughs> algae scraper known to Glass, me. Glass, uh, yeah. magnetic glass cleaners. Yeah. Combos of some versions with other versions. Okay, I don't know, I'm you guys dying to know where I landed on the best LG scraper there is? <laughs> the Tunes. Okay, I started with the Tunes. I went to the LG Free. I went to the Flipper. I went to combinations of. Uh, I originally, I like the Flipper. I had a couple of problems with it. Like I ended up using like an LG Free super heavy magnet and then the flipper because the flipper had the widest blade, mm. but the blade was kind of inconsistent, meaning it would get like stripes in it instead of actually getting you know, clean one stripe, swipe a big thing and just get these little lines in yeah, it. Yep. And then somebody's like, hey dude, you should check it because it's probably leaking on you because they had a problem with it. Yeah. I, think, I think they solved this by the way yeah, since yeah. then. But 
sure enough, man, I picked it up and it was filled with water and water's pouring out of it into my sink. I'm like, get this out of there. Mm. Uh, And then, you know, I started using the tunes one, but the tunes one, like, wouldn't get through the harder stuff. Then I started using the LG Free, and the LG Free was great, except for the blade so small. And the blade on that one also kind of had this weird, like sometimes it wouldn't get the whole length Mm. of the blade. Where I finally landed as the best option for me was the tunes with the razor blade attachment. So uh, when you open up your tunes uh, LG scraper, Inside of a piece of paper, inside of the directions, is a razor blade. Mm. And you can add the razor blade as an option to go instead of using the plastic blade on it. And the razor blade will make quick work of anything. My only problem then became I didn't really like the little handle on the tunes. It was just too hard for me. Oh, on the outside? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's skinny. So I ended up using the LG Free Big block, block on the outside because <laughs> I can grab it. It's a little bit stronger and never loses, even when I'm trying to go through like Coraline LG and stuff. Uh, and so mm. that was then. I think for most people, the tunes with the razor blade would be enough. Uh, if yeah. you have an infinite budget, go buy. Uh, <laughs> I wish they only sold the outsides, actually. <laughs> so, uh, tune Scraper ended yeah. up being the best. In fact, it reminded me of a time when LG Free, instead of having that little metal thing, they also used like what are like essentially long painters razor blades, oh, that's and it true. worked way better. We than still the have the replacements L. on uh, on our website. I know I don't know why we had the replacements because we haven't had it for years had that thing. <laughs> but uh, the tunes uses it, and I really liked it. Ah, oh. uh, man, lots still to do. get to still. I know. Gosh, Hour so into many it. things. All right. All right. Let's burn. Let's burn. All right. Quick. Uh, quickly. Didn't work. The ABS back. Okay. ABS back. There's a picture of this thing. It's probably lab- labeled ABS. Is my guess. Yep. Okay, so on the back of the tank, you know, this is a peninsula, and on the back of the tank, I thought it'd be cool to have an the ABS, ABS textured yeah. back. Didn't work. I don't know. I mean, it works just fine. It's just impossible to clean. Uh, because right? it's textured, and you can't get a textured. scraper on it. Yeah, yep. you can't put a scraper on it. Yep. So I don't mind that on the bottom. I kind of like the texture uh, that's, that's down there. But on the back of the tank, I want to be able to clean it, and I I can't really clean it all that well without worrying about like chipping up the plastic and stuff. So I don't know if it were me, I just wouldn't put that sheet of ABS textured plastic. Paint the the glass black and you're good to go. I would have painted it black. Yeah. 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 Ah, Cool. We actually have a lighting test that's coming up about whether or not you paint it black or blue mm, or can white Can a laser tell you what color to paint the back of your tank? It sure yeah. can. You guys will I'm find out. I'm writing that now. Yep. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next one. Uh, there's only four more didn't work here. So there's a whole sc- bunch of works, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, screen top didn't work. Oh, that was turning it, uh, trying to do one big section or two big sections. Well, so the screen top didn't work in the essence. I tried to use the Red Sea little clippies on yeah. the side. You yeah, know, they yeah. have this like little T that kind of comes out and it rests inside mm-hmm. of the tank. And I, I have uh, a, it has a little bit of a Euro brace in the inside, like a few inches. Yep. And I tried to rest it inside there and it worked. Except for it just kept falling in the tank every time I was moving it around and like it just drove me absolutely crazy. So, so instead of cutting to fit for the hole uh, and rested the little tabs on the uh, uh, Euro brace, 
Just make it bigger. Yeah. Rest it on the Euro brace. So if you don't have a hood on it, having it nest inside there is the best look. There's no question. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, however, I have a big old hood on there. It doesn't need nest. Nobody so sees it. Soon as I made, I just decided to make it as big as the area inside the hood and rest on top of the whole thing on top of the Euro brace. Now it never ever falls in. It's super easy to slide one over the top of them yep. and the other one, and like it just makes sure that I use it correctly and I'm not constantly trying to fish <laughs> the thing out of the aquarium. <laughs> CO2 scrubber didn't work. Well, I mean, yes and no. So the CO2 scrubber, I, I put the like Reef Octopus CO2 scrubber on there. Oh, it just yeah. held a lot of yeah. media and it looked kind of cool. It kind of matched the, what we're doing better than the Burish Reactor version of it. Yep. And so I was like, oh, I'll try this thing. It absolutely worked. It, the raise the pH up exactly the way you want. In fact, it went too far. It's just like the problem out there is what I really need is control. What I really need is the ability to turn the damn thing on and off. And I just never got around to buying the solenoid or uh, whatever pinch yeah. valve from McMaster. I didn't really like the one that we used on the 360. I've been in pursuit of this it's thing. Hot, For man. gosh sake, man, if it's, it's on us at this point to find one because this is like a, such a revolutionary advancement on changing the, managing the pH of the tank. It's so easy to do for anyone with a pH controller. Changes the entire uh, way that your tank grows. Like you want, you want more growth? You uh, want faster growth? You get 50% more growth. You almost certainly see fewer mortalities. It's documented <coughs> in nature. It, every single marine biologist known to man would tell you that uh, uh, even a tenth of a pH in the ocean greatly affects the longevity of a reef. Uh, let's fix that problem. We've already tested it. Got 50% with growth when you did it. <laughs> it's just like, it's just this weird little piece that's hanging out there, which is how do I get the skimmer to do A1, actually shut off a, a valve uh, consistently and safely. And the second thing, the holy grail of how do I get the recirculating piece to be safe as well. We solved that one, man, and I'd use it. I just ended up, I took it off for the same reason that you might take it off, which is, uh, it got too high and I just didn't want to uh, like run a tank of 8.6 pH. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, uh. I, it, I never got around to getting the valve for it. Uh, two more things that didn't work, and then we've got a whole, bunch that, whole bunch that did, we'll yeah. try to burn through. Uh, challenges with flow. This was a mixed bag. When it was a... When it was a bare bottom, no challenges with flow. It was great. It was great. The solution worked perfect. We had on the back of this thing was four MP60s. Uh, the ones that shot right across the bottom, uh, flushed all the garbage off. The mm. bottom was always clean. Flow was perfect. We were getting gyres like this way. We we're getting them around. It was like... Dream solution, yeah. four pumps. The dream solution because they're hidden too. Yeah, right? oh, you couldn't even see them. Oh, and I guess that also plays in part to the uh, ABS and why the ABS didn't work is because it thickened out the size of the glass, which means a lot tougher for some magnets to hold on to each other. Well, uh, I don't know. It worked on the uh, the, the MP60. So yeah. I mean, I don't know if you it, it, the MP60s go up to an inch. So it, it was three eighths, three eighths inch. plus a quarter inch. It was right yeah, at an inch. It was right there. Yeah. I don't know, but it worked three. just fine. 
and all it's like the thing about vortex is you can put the the heads on the back of a tank and then you never see a cord mm. you never see the motor you never see anything then add sand and you can't have the bottom ones anymore so now you got to figure out how to get flow uh not only from the top all the way across but now you've kind of lost that bottom piece that kind of mm -hmm. sucks up and swirls so Okay, this is where I ended up. Sea swirls. It ended up being a <laughs> tremendous amount of different trials. So, like, just like all of you, I mean, I've done this a lot, but uh, like, like new solutions, new corals, new workflow. I, what I found worked the best was the CJ Extreme little teeny guys. Oh yeah. So, because I needed to hide them, and I needed really wide flow. I didn't need it super high velocity because uh, it's aimed at euphilia and, and yeah. stuff, but because I don't want to like get pounded, you know. Uh, and what uh, I did is I put two of them on the front, right? And then I used two of the adductors on the uh, returns and that mm. kind of shot water across the center, all the way across. Then I used uh, the two uh, tuneses with uh, the longer cones on the front to shoot water along the sides. And then I used two more two, uh, 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 CHA extremes, that wide flow, that aimed in towards the back mm. of the tank. There was the solution. You're going to find in some of our investigates upcoming that uh, don't be that you don't have to be brand affinity when it comes to pumps. There's a purpose for each one. You know, you're, I think it's funny. It's because you kind of I guess we're catching on a theme here. Yeah. Is so the nature. We say this like behind the scenes. Uh, you guys probably don't see it a lot, but yeah. All of the best material that we get comes out of either BRSTV Investigates or the process of setting up in a tank and succeeding or failing at different things. Because you learn things. Yeah. You learn all brand new stuff. It's the only way to learn something and share it with the world is to actually do it. Yeah. Right? That's why we split the channels. That's yeah. why you get it here, Investigates yeah. channel. So now, you know, what we learned out of the tank was all kinds of different things. Now we want to go test them. We want to learn, test about biome. That's coming up. Yep. We want to test uh, about how what light reflects off the back glass. <laughs> so that's coming up. We're, you know, testing all kinds of different things like the flow. We're going to actually get, you know, they're bringing kind of back BRS TV test labs and you're going to be able to see, you know, the trajectory uh, visually of where, which each type of pump does, how far it goes, we'll measure the velocity of it, and uh, you'll be able to visually see, like, right tool, right job. So, like, 2,000 gallons an hour is not 2,000 gallons an hour. It is not, not reciprocal across the board. Yeah. Especially when you're, the tip of your, uh, your power head is either like this or like this or just wide open, that 2,000 gallon changes, uh, the dynamic in the water changes. Yeah, I'll actually tell you this uh, on my own tank, on this tank, I, where it really kind of came home for me is uh, I unscrewed the adductors at one point because I thought they were too powerful. Uh, and if you have the one inch hole that's there and you put your hand over it and there was like 480 gallons of water coming out of it, like you could barely even feel that there was any water. You'd have to almost have to close it off to feel that there was right. any water coming out of this one inch hole. When I put the adductor on, the flow would actually drop like 150, so it was less flow because of pressure. It. Yep. But man, it hits like a jet because it's coming out of this tiny little hole, right? Yeah. And it's also performing a little bit of the adductor action, but like it is night and day. Barely even feel it coming out, 
or crosses six feet. <laughs> it's totally, totally different thing. Uh. And so you're going to see that with like, you know, I say 2,000 gallons isn't 2,000 gallons. I don't mean that they're saying it wrong. What I'm saying is if I had 2,000 gallons an hour that's coming out of a small little hole and shooting forward, it will go six feet pretty forcefully. <laughs> if I got 2,000 gallons an hour and it's intentionally coned out like this, it'll actually go only go about 18 inches and it's like a more gentle flow of 2,000 gallons but over a much wider area than a little laser beam. Yeah. You're going to see it and once you see it, you'll start to say, you'll be able to select the right oh, tool, right job. I again. know why I'd want that pump. Yeah, why? Yeah. Like when I think about my Aquascape, I think about the types of corals. It's no longer a brand like I'm a super duper, you know, Vortec fan, Tunes fan, Hydor fan, whatever it is. No, I'm looking for wide flow so my philia like gets adequate flow around it but doesn't blow away or you know, shrink up from getting blasted. Here's the right tool. Yep. Ah. So, all right. That was it for didn't work. Oh, oh no, meds. Minus meds. Uh, meds was the last one. That's right. I had this, uh, uh, there's still like 20 of these other ones. I know, we're already uh, an hour and a half in. <laughs> I know, we're going to have to burn through those. I don't know, they're all so good though. Uh, so the meds. At one point, I got Popeye. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just so funny. He's finally now starting to shrink. <laughs> for all those times. Uh, so the, the fish got Popeye. And uh, we wanted to feed him some meds and it was like trying to get this like focus paste and get him to eat it. And every other fish in the entire tank would eat the meds other than this fish. I just could never get the damn cherry anthea to eat it. <laughs> and I don't know, I went through a lot of effort and I just couldn't get it. I have never had luck with medication. Medication for fish? Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. so we got a bunch of other things that actually really worked pretty well on this tank. Uh, one is both of the lighting solutions. Oh, yeah, the, the six castles and the four reef bright strips mm -hmm. versus the Neptune skies, four of them. So if you're asking castles. me which one I like better, it was, it was actually the six castles and the reef bright strips. In that? It, if, if you're asking only for perfection of, of how I want it to look. Oh, right? the shimmer that attracts you, the colors. Yep. The, uh, yeah. I had six reef bright strips and six kessels and it would cost a fortune. We spent an enormous amount of time. It had all these dimmers and stuff on it. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately it looked awesome, but what it didn't do is like it filmed terrible on my phone. Oh yeah, super heavy blue. Yeah, super yeah. heavy blue, looked terrible on my phone and I just couldn't get it to work. Like, and, and we sh film this stuff all the time. Well, it's that, and so, the, prob the, the problem was is uh, you, when you had to change, make adjustments to yeah. make it look good for your phone, that was a nightmare. Tweaking it for the tank, I mean, it would take a long time to get it right. And then when I wanted to change it to go shoot a video, man, it, like I had to you know, go through all of this ordeal yeah. to get it back to where I wanted. It just was not worth it. <laughs> uh, so uh, the we put the skies in, and the skies actually filmed pretty good, just like out of the box. The Kessels added a little bit more shimmer. Both options worked really, really well. So both those things worked. The auto feeders, man, worked really well. Uh, oh, yeah. So I had a bunch of antheas and fish in there that need to be fed more Did than once a day. Did you mount those on the railing? Yeah, put them in the railing, yeah. Yeah, God, uh, And you, so could, smart. you could, you don't need the Apex ones. You could just do like your, you know, lifeguard ones. The lifeguard ones, ones right? or whatever. And you can mount these things upside down. That's what some people kind of miss because it still makes a full 360 
I ended up actually, I never understood the purpose of actually putting it onto the Apex, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like, why don't I just get the lifeguard one? It's a little cheaper and easier. And I finally figured it out because I, I ended up going up to Duluth and seeing my wife's family a lot. Mm. And, you know, like, I don't want to leave the auto feeders on all the time in the way that they're being used. Or maybe sometimes I want to do an extra one because I'm not home. Right. And so I could go hit the feed button and then it would uh, feed extra. And I wouldn't have to, like, go change it and switch it back. You and never know stuff. on some of those other ones. It's either battery. They might be battery operated. You don't know when it's going to die mm. and you're not going to be around or how long has this been off for. So the big two things I really <laughs> like using it for is the LG pellets, like those seaweed extreme ones, mm -hmm. uh, and just to make sure they're there for the tanks because I don't like put my hands in the tank all the time with the nori and messing around with that. Yeah. Uh, the other part actually is for the antheas, the, I use that Kalanis. So the freeze-dried stuff, like uh, we sell it in the little BRS bottles. Oh, uh, putting that in an auto feeder. I put it in an auto ah. feeder. Yeah, as long as you put it in like a high flow area where like the water's turning over. We're not mix you're not mixing the foods. It's no. one specifically yeah, for one. Kalanis, one specifically like for, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So the Kalanis, like tiny little microfauna, very much more similar to what these animals actually eat. And I can feed it uh, more frequently. Uh, and then, you know, increase their, you know, the nutrition they're providing in a more similar manner and keep them alive. Sweet. Uh, so those things really worked. UV. UV. Yes, it worked. And no. No, it didn't work. Uh, I, I, we, you know, we're really. This was, oh, this is the conversation about having two for mm -hmm. two different purposes. Yep. Just use one. Yeah, so, I mean, you can use two. You, know, you can set one up for pests and parasite, and you can set uh, the other one for fish parasites at a slower flow rate. You have a backup in case, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it worth the investment, If you though. got an infinite budget and amount of space, sure. But I think what I really found was, like, one, with a DC pump and a, uh, a flow meter on it, so I know what I'm doing and doing it intelligently, Right. Uh, means that... I can run this thing to protect the fish against like uh, ick and velvet and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then if I ever run into something like dinos, I can just turn it up temporarily. Mm. The chances I'm going to have an ick outbreak in that exact week are pretty yeah. low. Uh, solve whatever the dino or whatever problem it was and then turn it back down. <laughs> you know, and it's just so much easier. I, I think for most people, I would just recommend one. Uh, not yeah. Really. All right. Uh, uh, also, this is a good one. Worked Tropic Marin Salt. Okay, there's a bin picture here. You're um, not forced to say that. Uh, it just actually works. Okay, this is the part. I was looking in this the other day. This one's a little older, but like I have, well, it looks the exact same today. So this picture right here is a picture of after probably about 10 buckets of salt going through this bin. Oh, look at that. Right? Crystal clear. It, it looks like brand new, like the day I bought it. Yeah. Right? And now I've probably gone through 20 buckets of salt uh, since then, and it looks the same. Brand new, like the day I bought it. No brown crud, no cleaning. And I, I was actually talking to uh, somebody about this this week, right? And yeah. they're like, you know, they use this salt or that salt or whatever. And I'm like, dude, for the only reason that I don't have to climb inside that thing and scrub all the brown garbage out is enough for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, getting in there is a challenge. I'm going to share a little behind the scenes stuff as well. Uh, and so, like, it's one of those things that you can't really describe until you understand it. Mm. But it's like, you see all these people, and, and I've been one of them. You're using Ocean, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still use Instant Ocean in my mom's tank. 
There you go. So like, and there's all kinds of like less expensive salts out there. You yeah. Know? And like instant ocean may be great every single time, but you'll see other salts out there that like all of a sudden some club will say, we bought a pallet of this stuff. Uh, and uh, in this case, I'm not speaking about instant ocean, I'm speaking about something else. But ah. I don't want to, I don't want to burn them publicly. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, like the whole club's tanks, so like half of them are tanks, man, take a dump. You know, like, well, what happened, man? Like, and this is, I can't say it for sure, but this is what I believe. When you get a salt like the Tropic Marine salt, they're using pharmaceutical stuff, man, which means that it's been purified, it's been certified, it's been used for a, you know, application that requires it to be purified to that standard. Yeah. Now, what happens a lot with tech grade you know, or similar stuff that doesn't really have a standard like that. It's just kind of designed to be a salt, you know? Yeah. Uh, what happens... That's acceptance level of... Well, what they do is actually they go seek out veins, you know? So, like, uh, this vein of sodium chloride is actually cleaner than another vein at a different mine. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, but every once in a while, you run into veins of impurities. Mm. Right. And so those veins of impurities means a chunk of whatever we're using could potentially be pretty uh, dirty or filled with a lot of pollutants or even toxins in it. And why 99% of the time it's actually great, 1% it's not because there's no standard to, to, to meet that. So I don't know, you know, I, 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 it's hard to explain why in general many of the cheaper salts like largely great tons and tons of people say it's great and then there's like these little like isolated pockets where it wiped out a whole bunch of tanks huh. yeah i don't know well, why would that be really? and i think it's the source of the sodium chloride or uh, magnesium chloride and you're just getting these veins of generally pure but not ever really tested to meet that yeah. standard as long as the bin stays clean the right salt. I guess for me, I, yeah, I just, I just don't want to scrub brown crud out of it. <laughs> also, you know what? If you got that, like, if you end up getting like a lot of flow and stuff, I like. What are you going to suspend the crud and then actually dose that to your tank? No, That's don't just do crazy that. Town. The All right. Uh, this one is cool too, man. What did work is. Oh yeah, the uh, switch box on uh, and the adaptive reef lights and maintenance mode. Uh, these little, little uh, switches from Kyle Elder that mm -hmm. uh, he, he plug into the um, six-pin whatever, however. Do we, they have, one we have one here. Uh, but yeah, adaptive reef switch boxes. They have like the uh, like your finger on the missile type button where you flip open the lever and then you flip over a toggle switch. Mm -hmm. You've got the red and the green light on there where it says, "Hey, things are good," or red light, things are bad. And then the red light, super loud uh, siren warning one. These little things are uh, actually very handy. This is why it works. So the like IO box uh, for or switch box from like uh, from the Apex requires you to like hardwire like all of these uh, yeah. like you know switches into it and find your own mounts and stuff yep. on it. Okay. If you buy the thing from Adaptive Reef, it just plugs right into the thing and you don't have to like pre-wire all this stuff. Easy right? peasy. Yeah, and so what's cool about it, for me, I used it for two things. One, I had a toggle switch on it with the little flippy on it. Yeah. Uh, like a, like it's a, a maintenance trigger, mode. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As two, oh. one was the lights 
So I have all, all of these of cool lights that are all lit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And if I wanted to show it off to people, I'd have to go like normally like turn on 15 switches. Uh, yeah. you know? Or I could program them all to this one switch. And the moment I turned it on, all of a sudden, do you have the, actually the switch? There's a, uh, that sump one, your, your yep, cursor was just left. on. Far left, far left uh, red, row. red uh, something. There you yep, go. That one. So you'd have all these cool backlit lights for the sump, for the sump stand, for all of the, the, the cool boxes and stuff. And like, it looks awesome. I want to show my friends and everything that come over, but I don't want to go turn on 15 different switches <laughs> to make it happen. One switch turns all these different outlets on and off all on their own. It yeah. was awesome. Second one, the one that you just said. Oh, was the maintenance mode switch. Yep. I mean, there's pumps that you want to turn off. There's skimmers you want to turn off. There's this stuff you want to turn off. Again, you could go to that big giant uh, touch screen and flip all the outlets to off or just, uh, and not even, or you could set up a feed mode that kind of does the same thing. Or uh, you set up one of these switches and all of them respond to that and you can time delay them. Yep. Same thing. So one switch, I'm gonna go do a water change on the thing, and one switch, the return pumps turn off, the heaters turn off, the lights turn off, the power heads turn off, it's everything right. turns off, and then uh, as soon as I'm done with the water change, I hit the switch, everything turns back on, the skimmer uh, stays off for 30 minutes for the water level to regulate. Yeah. Uh, the Meanwhile, also, the uh, I've turned off the motor to the roller mat, so when the water level in the sump goes up, it doesn't just roll all the turns <laughs> out or empty, uh, actually clean uh, uh, felt out. One switch, adaptive reef switch box. If you own Apex, uh, dude, those Worth two while. little toggles, uh, it was, a, it was a godsend. Two toggles and like Definitely. four little push buttons. All right. You know uh, what? Ah, the back. Ah, adaptive reef again, actually. Kind of. Kind of. Expanded PVC in four by eight sheets. Mm. Uh, you have one called PVC? It's right there. Yep. Big black on the wall on the top towards the right. This worked out really, really, really well. Top, on, the, top. on the very top and the right, right there. there. Yep. This stuff uh, is this stuff right is here, amazing. Uh, we have it uh, lined up against the walls, both this white and the black behind us is this mm -hmm. expanded PVC. Um, but gosh, these are four by eight sheets, so it's just like drywall. So that means these things kind of fit right into place like your normal drywall would. Uh, it's half, in, I think these were half inch, weren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. half inch thick. But which means instead of drywall where, you know, bits and pieces of that power drywall flaking off and going all over the place, you can drill right into the uh, expanded PVC board. And because, it, and because it's plastic, it really holds onto screws. You don't need like wall dogs or anchors or anything like that. Screw into the PVC board, it holds all of that gear. God, that stuff is awesome. It was uh, waterproof. Yeah, waterproof. It, yeah, so. it, like splash on it, no problem. It's awesome. And actually, you know, they, they make these things like wall anchors that are like a, kind of a spiral and you screw them into your drywall yeah. and then you put a big hole in your drywall because it never works and then you hit it with a hammer because it sucks. <laughs> uh, it, with, the, with the expanded PVC wall, uh, what you ended up, you could do is actually use those things and it screwed really, really well into the plastic. And mm -hmm. I actually felt like, oh man, this is secures yeah. really well. Yeah. So there were some things that were heavy enough that we wanted to use the little uh, the, the anchors we, on. We call them, you call them wall dogs, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it, it's like a just big giant thing made for going into drywall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a big spiral anchor. Yeah. Yeah, actually, so the expanded PVC. Find some if you, get, if you can. That's better, awesome. 
better than just like leaving it open to studs and drywall. I you don't know if I would put it. I, I would, man. I, I would actually put this over drywall in a fish room. And mm. uh, probably not in like a living room, obviously. Right, right, right. In, in a, a fish, fish room, room, I would screw this stuff over the drywall because I've seen what happens with the 160 when the salt water sprays in the drywall, deteriorates the paint, crumbles the drywall. Uh, can get in your tank. You can go out and buy like moisture proof or like the green style of drywall. Yeah. But like this mm. stuff will just make it, you know, kind of waterproof. You could probably do it with that thin sheet of uh, ABS textured plastic as well. And but this allows you to screw into it. Yeah, what's that stuff that they put behind um, uh, in kitchens and stuff like that, in commercial kitchens? It's like white, plasticky, oh, fire-resistant yeah. stuff. Uh, you can find that. Actually, Michael is uh, Michael's asking where can you find this stuff. The only place you found PVC board is at Home Depot, and it was pricey. Uh, mm -hmm. It probably is going to be pricey, but there's probably a plastic shop around you somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, like we have a plastics place just down the road from us here at BRS. We got an account with them, and now we can order this four by eight sheets of black or white, half inch thick, quarter inch thick. I don't know if they do eighth inch thick, but. Yeah, Google acrylic supplier or plastic, plastic supplier, supplier or and you'll, yeah. there'll be one around your neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and then you can just go pick up four by eight sheets of this stuff. A lot of times, they delivered it to my house. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they'll say we deal with business only, but if you say, hey man, I'm, I really need help, they will almost always do it. So, uh, so. And if they don't, hang up and call back and talk to somebody else. <laughs> almost all, if, you, if you go there, they will almost always help you even in person. business, yeah. like there's a will call desk or something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, don't be deterred. You can almost always find that both acrylic sheets, these ABS textured sheets, the, uh, an expanded the PVC. PVC. Uh, if you, if you want to add, tell them what you're looking for with the PVC sheets. It's expanded PVC. The common uh, commercial name is Sintra. Mm. Uh, so if you said Sintra, they will either get you Sintra or the off-brand version that you would never see the difference yeah. of. Uh, but they'll know exactly what you're talking about with Sintra. Thanks, Kyle Elder. Good yes. idea. All right. Plumbing Red worked. plumbing. This worked. Uh, thank you very much uh, to uh, Jeremy. Yep, that one. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeremy flew over. It was and really clean. Did this. Okay, the, you know what didn't work in this uh, right here? So it's really clean, it's all linear, and it's a very complex uh, plumbing install, but it's all in the wall. So behind the wall is where it got really complex. Yeah. Uh, in the room though, it was really, really clean. And I've seen a lot of plumbing installs. I can't do this, I know it, I can't. It, it, like the plumbing's going up, it's going down, it's going all over the place, and it's just such a mess. The only thing that uh, uh, Jeremy was dying about is if you see those three couplers there, yeah. right? And that's because here at BRS, we ship the stuff in four foot lengths. Oh, uh, so. Because a stupid <laughs> UPS has like limits on how, how long this stuff could be. This is actually a good question. Like I'm asking all of you right now, chime in. Hmm. I've been trying to pressure everybody here to sell like longer lengths, six like foot six. six and 10 or whatever. And I'm like, do people are willing to pay the extra fee? You know, because mm. uh, it it it's cleaner. You don't have to see the stupid yeah. unions uh, or the or the couplers. Yeah. So chime in and say, would you actually pay the extra handling fee uh, from UPS to it, get a it, ten foot uh, red, green, blue, yellow, ten six foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. And not have to use those couplers. I'd love to know what you guys think. Check valves worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even. 
like you, so you go, which, uh, you went with the George Fisher Wise? Yep, so I got two George Fisher Wise. I think I got a picture of, of it. Uh, Somewhere it's like in the back of the, the tank, tank. Behind the tank. Uh, Somewhere. Um, I don't know. So Maybe you'll find it. The one thing here, you know, yes, they do require maintenance. Oh, so here's the thing is I, I'm not using them to like stop the sump from flooding. I'm, I'm using them to stop the tank from draining all the way there down to go. the middle of the return. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. And so, yes, during this period of time, one time the check valve didn't work and it drained down there. And you know what I did? I went and unscrewed the little thing, pulled, pulled the plunger out, out, I cleaned it, it, put it back in. And that's it. And now, yeah. again, the water stays full. George Fishers are way, way better at the maintenance portion. Yeah. On the, unlike the little flapper that you really can't get in there and clean very well. You got to throw it away. Yeah. Uh, get a new one. You get a new one and you don't have that around usually. <laughs> you know, so it just doesn't work all the time. Get the know? George Fishers. I don't know. So for me, I like to, like when I'm doing maintenance on stuff, I'd like the corals not to be sitting there exposed. Uh, and I like to not have to like monkey around with the, you know, I, I spend a lot of time getting the flow right. So I don't want to monkey around where the returns are going. Yeah. And so I put the check valves in just for the fact to keep the tank as full as possible during maintenance. Absolutely works. And when it doesn't work, it shows me because the water falls, I clean it, and it's good to go afterward. So Sweet. I don't know, for me. Uh, Kind of hit on this, but hit it again real quick. Adductors. So for those you know, if any of you don't, adductors have like fallen out of fashion. For yeah, I don't know. Reason. I yeah. don't know why. So an adductor, what it does is it it creates a, a smaller flow, like high pressure flow coming out of a tiny little hole, and it has some openings around it. And what it does is sucks water in with a velocity and creates more flow than just the pump alone. Yeah, you guys will it's see got, like, this. A cone on, on it. You guys will see this on the investigates oh, about sure flow, like just what this thing does. Uh, yeah, we'll see it there for sure. It'll be awesome. Uh, and I can tell you, man, it takes a small amount of flow and it just blasts it across the tank. And I'll be honest, man, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, the reason that I put them on there to begin with is because they just look nice. Huh. Right? I had one inch porch for the uh, outflow yeah. and like yeah, normal yeah, yeah. lock line and, and stuff lock only line goes up stuff? to three eighths or three quarters inch. Yeah. And then you know, the options after that go really low. Uh, like there's not that many nozzles for that size. And yeah. Anything. So. Uh, it had one inch ports in there and the thing that fit in it was these adductors and they're aimable and they added flow and I'm like, well, why not? And they look kind of cool and they actually worked the way there they intended. As much as we say, don't try to uh, add flow with your return pump or don't calculate the flow from your return pump. Oh, there's no question. Like I had to be really careful where I aimed them because they would just pound whatever yeah. that they were aimed at, even <laughs> only at like 400 gallons an hour uh, coming, you know, measured out of the return pump. So. Uh, it, like, I had to be really, really careful where they were going. So they yeah. absolutely were. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flow meter works. I oh, mean, if yeah. you, you for, especially your UV sterilizer, but there's other applications for this thing too. Uh, on the UV sterilizer, when they call for very specific flow rates for the purpose of the tool that you're trying to use, for the purpose you're trying to use it, Get a get a flow meter. I can and a DC pump because I can adjust it on the fly and find the right flow. Okay, so primarily for UV, you have a specific range you should be in. It's hard to know, and more to the point, when you have the flow meter, you start to recognize that uh, 
uh, your pump dwindles over time. Yeah, and during maintenance, gets dirty. During maintenance, it actually, after your maintenance, it goes way back up again. Yeah. Uh, and so... It's just a, a tool that can actually alert you when the flow is not in the right range. It's not in the right range. It's Your pump is dwindling. Uh, a snail got stuck in it. You know, all kinds of different things that could happen. And I found it absolutely to be true that, you know, there's so many instances where I could have, like, just it was coming the flow was down a little bit all i had to do was crank it up and then like for the that conversation about you know the uv is it parasite is it pests well it was so easy to dial back and forth between the two you know i just used my dc pump and move it back up and down mm. inside that range and i knew i was there i didn't have to do the jug test i it was super easy yeah i don't know man i i I wish that somebody made a return pump with a flow meter just like, built, built in into it. You know, like so, like maybe you don't even need an well, apex because, or anything for it. No, I mean, there are pumps. Uh, there's pumps out there that will talk to you Wi-Fi, uh, like the CJ pump. Mm -hmm. uh, if it has that built into it, if you add a flow meter on top of it, now you have a monitor and alert. You know what I'd like? I'd like a pump that I don't set it up to forty percent or sixty percent. I set it up to 460 gallons an hour. Yeah. And it just does it. And you know what? Mm. When it starts to like get dirty, it just cranks it up and it maintains 460, 460 gallons 460. on its own. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. Elliot and Fish. This was a unique thing. So where's Elliot in here? Uh, uh, Elliot and Fish. Uh, there yeah, we there it is. There it is. I don't know if anybody you guys, if, if you watched uh, you know, our episode with Elliot, this is, was, I went out there to visit with him. Yeah, he was on a live stream here once. Okay, I'm gonna say that Elliot and I have become friends. I just like really like talking to the guy, he's super duper smart. He adds all kinds of information to my rep repertoire that I never knew before. And the guy has made like curating the type of fish that you have in your tank a fun process. Yeah. He tells me what types of fish will do good together. Tells you when you're an idiot he thinking tells me about like, hey, one. I've never seen one of these before. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he finds some at the store. He's like, hey, dude, that thing you wanted, but this one has the craziest stripe on it I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and tell you that, no, you can't have that one or mm -hmm. don't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, you know what I, I find this akin to is like the difference between, you know, buying a puppy from the like cheapest possible source you can get a puppy from wherever that might be craigslist yeah or like when i finally bought a dog from a breeder and she told me it's like history and talk uh, like actually the the i wanted to buy a samoyed at one time mm. and a lady refused to send sell it to me because i didn't have a fence uh, and she's like it's these true. dogs need to run yep. and i will not sell it to anybody that mm. doesn't have a place for it to run i'm like man i got it you know, electric fence, or not electric fence, the, I guess it is electric. Like, the, the, like, oh, the, the zapper, zapper thing, deal? you know? Uh, I never dog. used it before, but like, I had like an acre and a half, you know, like this dog can run. It's like, nope, you have to have an actual wooden or, or metal fence around or the whole yeah. thing, or I won't sell it to you. I'm like, oh, what? Probably to you, you know, for caring yeah. about what you do. And so that kind of reminds me of this, like the same thing when I got uh, Running Bear down in Kentucky. Yeah. You know, I drove down there, picked up this lady, cared for these dogs, you know, and they were healthy and she helped me understand what it was like to take care of a dog. She told me that 
A case hound is actually a barge dog. I didn't know what that meant at the time, <laughs> but it means that they put him on barges to bark at everything, and that's what he did. Uh, <laughs> Had you have known, maybe would have picked something else. I don't know, but like I didn't know what a barge dog was before meeting here. And that's the same yeah. thing when I talked to, to Elliot, and he tells me the habitat for wrasses, mm. and he tells me like it's just been such a really cool experience to work with somebody knows how to care for pets rather than just finding the cheapest possible place to buy a pet from. Yeah. I don't know. It was very neat. A uh, couple comments I want to I'll address here real quick. Uh, Sammy D says, I think your dirty bin issue comes from leaving it heated for weeks before use. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually tested that. Uh, yep. We have a whole investigative series on that. Uh, I think there's a playlist that maybe uh, Adam or somebody can throw up there to the salt investigates. It's really worth watching. Check it out. It was uh, Fishing Montana says, I wish you two would start a reef podcast. These episodes that you're listening to, you're hearing us try, uh, banter back and forth. We put them on podcast form. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Uh, listen to them on your way to work. We might. Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about, uh, could you imagine coming up with more content for a podcast plus this live? No. Okay. <laughs> Just re-listen to us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to it on, uh, on your car. So they are in podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Ecotech Power Blocks. Man, these things are awesome. Where is that, that picture underneath my sump? Right? This is probably the most underused tool uh, there is. Uh, underneath my sump, there's all those power bars. Uh, I can't see it either. I can't either. They're uh, so small. Oh, there's hood. There's floor. There's fish box. Power. There clips. you go. Power. Yeah. Power clips. There we go. Beautiful. Okay. So there are these little things that you put on your power blocks and then all of a sudden everything, you know, stays in its place and it looks super duper clean. Yeah. So uh, the cool part about them is there's little stickers on the backs. So you stick the thing, uh, wrap it around your power block and then put the little, peel the stickers off. Then you take the power block off and then it's stuck there and you put a couple of screws in. Yeah. So this is a perfect length perfect placement and it doesn't matter the size of your power brick these work for all kinds of power bricks just everything uh, every it, one of them yeah every single one because it only all it does is clip on the end it worked on the black ones there as well as the uh i have them on the silver uh vertical yeah. uh, dimmers as well yeah look at that so super duper clean super super easy to install Got Velcro on them, so they come in and out really easy. And then all the cords, by the way, I, I stopped using zip ties. I only use Velcro straps so that I can take it apart really easy when needed. Fantastic stuff. It looks super clean. And, you know, somebody told me once, clean means safe. And I think this looks safe as well. It does. When you go look at when I posted last night, uh, my office and the mounting and the boards that I was mounting in there for my tank. It does not look clean. Safe it does not look safe. Safe, <laughs> really clean, it really ends Synonymous up being safe. safe. So yeah. uh, those little Ecotech ah. power blocks, really big deal. Uh, fish portal. Mm. Kudos to Aaron at Need Aquatics for these things. They are so awesome. Okay, I'm still pestering him to make the one with like a feeding ring in it. I don't know why he doesn't make it yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like when you got the screen at top, nobody wants to move the whole top around. You pour your shrimp in, be without moving in, then all you got little shrimp guts hanging from your screen, <laughs> it's a mess. Or you can put this little portal in for whatever, 15 bucks or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, pull the little top out, dump your food in, put it back in. Uh, and what Done. I've been trying to get him to do is actually make one that has a tube that goes down. And so 
it's kind of like a feeding ring purpose as well. And mm. actually, you may not even need the top at that point because it's pretty rare for a fish to like actually find a vertical tube yep. to jump out of. Yep. Doesn't mean it can't happen, it's just really, it's much more <laughs> rare. Uh, but yeah, having a feeding ring where it holds all the food and it comes out and doesn't go just down the overflow. <laughs> uh, those things those things worked out I incredibly love well. Uh, Jason says he uh, has a keys hound too. His name is Randy. Oh, no way. <laughs> but it's after Randy Savage, not after me. <laughs> I mean, I named mine Running Bear. Uh, and everybody was always like, it was one or two things like, oh, that's such a cute name. Or it was, why the hell did you name him that? What do you, what do you call him? I'm like, I call him Running Bear. Running Bear. Come <laughs> here, Running Bear. He's a little bear that runs, man. <laughs> uh, another thing that worked, 200-gallon drum. Just barely fit through the door frame downstairs. But mm -hmm. uh, once you get that thing in there, man. So those of you who don't know, uh, there it is. Here it is. Uh, a 200 gallon drum is specifically designed for to, doorways to right? go through doorways. Yeah, 36 inches. You might need to pound uh, the pins out of the, uh, the, door. the door. We yeah. didn't have to, but you might need to pull out the pins uh, to get it through your specific door. This but is it's made to go in the house. The largest container you can get that will is taller than Randy, apparently, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> will hold hard. 200 gallons. Yeah. What's the cool thing about 200 gallons? Uh, one is, yeah, it lasts you a month on mm -hmm. auto water change. I mine it did, yeah. Yeah, and then when you, if you ever get into a pickle on a 360 gallon system, you have 200 gallons of water ready to solve issues. So one of the things we found in those tests you were talking about earlier is uh, if you use the right salt, you can store the right salt almost indefinitely. Yeah. So mix up a whole box of salt all at once. Mm -hmm. And in my case, it only lasts a month. Uh, but for the average person, 200 gallons might very well last you six months without having oh, yeah. to like, you know, mix up salt all the time. And easy means you'll do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so 200 gallon drum, uh, the right solution, the biggest possible tank that uh, is a common size, readily available, and fits through a standard doorway. Yeah. Hot tip. Hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, auto water change lines in the ceiling. Man, we had a hard time getting them there, but we I finally did it. I think there is a picture of that too. Uh, that was, well, that was another one that was worth it. One, because, you know, you only have this, uh, luckily your fish room wasn't completely finished, so we could actually mm -hmm. see through. Uh, there wasn't drywall to like have to cut into. Uh, and then chasing the, the lines into the other side of, the, uh, of your basement that also was not finished, the water room, utility room, uh, just worked out really well. So we can see Randy are fishing the lines to me from the other side, <laughs> you know, that's where the, the saltwater bins are. And then we're fishing it across the ceiling to yeah. you know, make the auto water change work. And so the I went back and forth uh, a couple of times about whether or not I like the water auto water changer. I like just doing the water change myself. Yeah. Uh, and part of it is because I was too lazy to actually get the auto water change all the way going. Because once I did, that was the option. Yeah. I mean. Ah, yeah, of course. The only time I'd ever do act the water change after I set it up that way, you know, it just did like 3% a day. Solve an issue. The only time was like, everything just doesn't look good. And my knee-jerk reaction is do like just a 30% water, water change. change. Uh, and if it solves that problem, by the way, mm. so if I do a 30% water change and all of a sudden everything looks better, uh, my knee-jerk reaction is actually to do at least one more, if not two, over the next couple of weeks because basically what that's telling me is there's some kind of toxin in the water 
that is irritating things in the tank. And when I reduced it 30%, uh, they came back. But that means like 70% of whatever that's pissing them off is still, still in, in there. there. Yeah. Uh, so if the water change worked, that means I should do a couple of more to get whatever is out of there out of there. And Sweet. you never know. You never know. Uh, a couple more here. CJ0. Man, this thing. I love the CJ0, Ultra Zero, uh, utility pump that gets down to the, like, it only needs uh, it only needs two millimeter centimeters of water to operate of depth. Screws on to your Python, the whole uh, thing? The Python part is great. Uh, we use them all the time here. Um, actually, there's a few of our Reef Pack members that have coupon codes. You can get like 20% off of that guy today. Oh, really? But, no uh, yeah, it just so happens. But oh. no, there's a reason why we love that thing. It okay. does. Somebody should post a code. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason that we love that thing. Uh, you can get this uh, down to the last drop. I actually want one not just for fish tank purposes, but I'd use one at, uh, I'd use one at my house to like suck up water from somewhere. Okay, so I've, I've used it to suck water off the floor. Yeah. I've used it. Uh, the primary reason that I used it, though, was to drain the sump. Yeah. So what I ended up doing a lot of times for a water change before I got the auto water change working was I would just change out all the water in the sump, which in my tank is a pretty big amount of water. And I would at the same time, it would clean it out. And so I just set the thing, the zero on the on the bottom of the tank, and it just sucks up all the water all the way down to the bottom. And sometimes I just kind of move it around a little bit, and it would suck all the debris out as well. Yeah. Yeah. So all it <laughs> cleaned the sump at the same time, Love sucking that all thing. the water out. I ended up using it in like I'd move it then into the tank for a larger water change, and I gotta tell you. It took too long. Yeah, for, uh, for your tank. For my like 400 my, gallons of water. I use it on my 60-gallon uh, tank where I will drop the whole thing and the hose down to a, where there's only like four inches of water left in the 60-gallon, and I just kick it on and let it fill up a whole 40-gallon brute, and then I dump the... All I have to do is go put the pump in the other way, the hose in the other way, and kick it back on. Got 40 gallons, but it moves fast enough to uh, the corals don't dry out. Uh, it goes actually really fast for like a small tank like that. I didn't actually open the box still at home, but I, I got a, like the, one of the larger DC uh, uh, CJs to do it in my tank. But then we finally finished the auto uh, top or the auto, auto water, water change. change. <laughs> I never use it after that. Of oh, course. Reef Dudes. Uh, he, reef Dudes has a code for the, that thing today, 20% off. Okay, so <laughs> I, I don't know if I don't know if everybody is going to be shocked by this or not. What worked? Okay, I just installed the Trident on the first tank of my own. I've seen them used here. Oh. Got a lot of experience with them. It's on the 160. It's on whatever. But I've never actually put one on one of my own tanks. Yeah, I didn't know you okay. did that. First off, I thought it was going to be a giant pain in the butt to to do. I thought that it was going to like take all of this like effort to get it set up and calibrated and all this, you mm -hmm. know. And it just didn't. Thomas has a video on that. Dude, it was super duper easy. Yeah. And then like, so I, I could now watch, you know, the alkalinity graphs. And so, you know, I got my Kelkwasser and it's dumping in five liters a day of uh, the Kelkwasser overnight. Mm -hmm. And uh, like if I see the levels going up a, a little bit, uh, well then, dude, just change it to 4,500 milliliters. Easy, right? <laughs> yeah, and like, but I was just not testing enough in the world that I was in, mm. you know. And so, like, where my time is largely on the weekends. You know, when that first, when that, uh, when the Trident first came out, I, a lot of people I saw comments. I even thought to myself, why the hell would I need to test alkalinity like four times a day? 
But the more we talk about like following these trends and keeping up with monitoring and testing and testing and uh, if this then that happens in your tank uh, and you can monitor that, I actually now see value in testing multiple times a day because otherwise I, you, I might miss days of testing my, by hand, I might test once a week or something like that. And I'm just missing, there's probably a lot that I'm missing of what's going in the tank or going on in the tank. I gotta tell you, huh. I've been doing this now for a while. I am learning the, my faults. Uh, I'm learning the type of the faults that I have that tend to cause me problems. And one of them is here, I'm willing at work, I'm willing to test the alkalinity every day. I'm sitting right? at my desk. Yeah, I have I a was, kit right there. For two years, man, I came in here and tested the alkalinity on the 160 every day. Yeah. I'm totally willing to do that. At home, man, I got three little kids buying for my attention. They want to play games. Yeah. They want to play the little shark attack thing, you know, pull out its teeth. <laughs> you know, it, it's got like, I just got so many things that are pulling out. Like, I just don't got time to test this, uh, man. And then when they all go to when bedtime and you finally get a chance to relax, is the last thing you want to do is go down there and Hell test no. alkalinity? Hell no, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so, like, <laughs> for my lifestyle, yeah. I will never, ever own a tank that I care about that doesn't have one of these on it. For sure. It's so silly. Yeah. I, I mean, because there's so many things that can go wrong with the tank that, That like, you can tell with yeah, those like, measurements. And you know, here's the piece, too, is, like, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I test all the time, and I'm good, and whatever. I'm like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, for sure. But I don't believe you for five years, man. I don't believe you. Mm. At some point in time, man, there's three months of time where, like, you're just, your life just got hectic, and you stopped doing that. It's going to happen. And, like, there's 1% of people raising their hand that says, no, I've been doing this for five years, and I've never had the time to test alkalinity for, you know, what, like, 1,500 days straight without fail. Good. Yeah, great for you, man. Awesome. Uh, like, honestly, pat yourself on the back. But, but you are one per, or le one percent or less than one percent. That's the one thing. Like, I want to actually give that person a chance to like take great pride in how much care they give. One hundred percent. But also, like, free the rest of us up from like that. That might not be realistic. <laughs> so for me, the the Trident, like, I this is the first time I put on a home tank for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't exist in my last home tank. No, it was, wasn't yeah. a, even an option, dude. I, for how much effort and time and money we put in these, I mean, some of the corals I put in there cost more than the Trident. Yeah, you know, so like, that's a no-brainer right there, dude. As like those personatus angels, dude. Come on, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I gotta protect these things, you know. Yeah. And now like they're my pets, I want to care for them a long time. So, uh, I don't know, the Trident, solid. I. I I, I was. I don't. Still don't know if I needed to test as often as it does, but daily, absolutely. for sure, absolutely, it's yeah. very valuable. All right. One more thing before we go. Share what. Oh, uh, right. Hey, so we're starting to get some fan mail in, and Ryan got an, uh, another piece of fan mail. Actually, it was a big thank you from uh, what is it? What was his name? Uh, send something. Randy something sometimes too. Yeah, he felt bad. To. I'm good. <laughs> I, I did actually <laughs> feel bad though. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Pharrell. Okay, so and uh, his daughter made it, or yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, we get these things all the time. Last week you saw that big hat. Uh, yeah, this one I was like, I thought it was so cool too. One time somebody made us a each of us a big giant filter sock stocking yeah. that was hand painted by somebody's daughter. Yes, 
God, yeah. that, that stuff's awesome. And like the fact that you got your kids involved in the hobby like that, it's just like, I don't know. Appreciate you. I know, right here. So uh, it says, Ryan, I'm the one who won your 360 Kessel 360 lights. So the ones we took off my tank, we gave them away yeah. to people. So, yeah. uh, And I want to say thank you. I had my daughter make this cup for you. Awesome. And so like, it's very, very cool. Uh, and you know, on the back is a quote says, by you. Competition, competition breeds innovation. Uh, like, I'm like, <laughs> like the fact that your daughter made this, that's so sweet. Uh, and uh, a small token of appreciation for 52 weeks of reefing uh, and uh, sharing information, all that stuff. Pharrell. Keeps coming back. Pharrell awesome. Andrews. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pharrell. Thank you so much. You didn't tell me who your daughter is, but thank her very much. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know. Address uh, is at the bottom of the website. My name is Randy. His name is Ryan. <laughs> 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 all right. This was a long one. All right, we'll guys. See you next week. See ya.